0: Gary Hoffman. Yeah. You feel the baby? Shannon Barron. I'm not gonna brag about how much ass I kicked, but let's just say I kicked every single ass. Gary and Shannon.
1: It was just like yesterday. He was a baby. It was a little baby. 1992. And now he's going to get married. Now he's a big
2: now baby. Now I can't
1: hold him like this anymore. Wow.
2: I didn't think you... Did you try?
1: You mean today? Yeah. No. Oh. No. <laughs> you can't... I did the math. on like Brian Williams. And I realized that I could not hold Nick in my arms anymore. <laughs> but in 1992, I could have. Yeah. Nick's getting married this weekend. I Her know. Baby's He's growing
2: a, up. Oh. He's been a big boy.
1: <sighs> the time. It just goes by so fast. Hey, the it?
2: good news is, my understanding is, it may even rain on Nick's wedding
1: oh, day. Oh, that is luck.
2: Which is for two, two good reasons that that's, uh, that that's in the forecast. Number one, it's inside. And number two, it's a uh, rain on your wedding day.
1: It's a free ride. See, oh, she can sing. Already paid. See, I could listen to that all day long. I can't sing. Stop lying. Yes, you can.
2: Alanis Morissette said it's a it's a beautiful sign. It's
3: It's my favorite karaoke song. Is it it really? I promise you that. And no Scrubs by uh by TLC. Those are my two songs.
2: We may compete with you on the No Scrubs thing, but Tyler, we're going to have to get Alanis Morissette karaoke version of. of the what's this ironic. ironic ironic mm-hmm. that's what it is my no it's technically not ironic
1: my go-to is the gambler
2: kenny rogers
1: yeah because i can't i can't sing like a woman
2: you like to sing <laughs> i
1: gotta sing real low
2: <laughs> that you like uh you dabble in a little johnny cash every once in a <laughs> yeah, while Yeah,
1: exactly <laughs> it was those cigarettes <laughs>
2: Well everyone makes bad decisions at some point. Or
1: for ten years.
2: Um all right. So the, the coronavirus thing, that's where we're gonna start today. But it and I guess technically it's where we're gonna end as well, because we're gonna be talking again with LA County public health director Barbara Ferrer, Dr. Barbara Ferrer, about what's going on. We this is this is not an attempt to blow anything out of proportion. We're trying to keep it in perspective. We're trying to make sure everybody understands This is a high-profile thing that's going on, but in terms of the actual danger to you and your everyday life, it's still very low.
1: So I was telling my husband about how we're going to have the L.A. County Public Health Director on every day at 150, and he said, oh, I don't like that, because that messes with the nuggets time. (laughs) That's a good point. Uh, But it doesn't. We're going to move up the nuggets to 120. So you'll have your full serving of the nine news nuggets you need to know. Yeah, to that point, to your point, I stumbled into an office this morning, uh, three or four people, highly intelligent people, speaking about this. One of them was like, I'm going to London in a couple of weeks mm-hmm. and I've got uh, you know plans. And the other one's like, you better cancel those plans because it, it's just being in that incubator of a plane. You know, it's not just London. It's the plane part. Where just it's all regurgitated. If one person's got it, you're going to have it on that
2: plane. The problem being this is not a zombie movie. And I think people are forgetting that. Yes, there could be one infected person on a plane of 220. But the chances that 219 other people on that airplane get it are minuscule. Absolutely infinitesimal. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the kind of thing that we have to keep in mind about all of this stuff. And the simple, I mean, we are reaching a point of peak hand washing. Do you realize? More people are washing their hands now, I mean, in the last 72 hours than have probably washed their hands in the entire decade previous. I know
1: three people around here that are walking around with Purell in their pocket.
2: Yeah, and and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. There's, It's okay to be, you know, aware of your surroundings and aware of your cleanliness. And I was terrified yesterday of giving people the wrong impression. I was sitting in the barber shop waiting for my turn in the chair and I went like this. <clears throat> I cleared my throat, oh, no. but I did something wrong. Like I cleared it and then it it in real quick, so I had yeah. it got caught and I had to ah, oh, ah, no. ah. Oh. and then I looked around and went, Yeah it's okay. It's not a dry cough. I haven't been to Italy. I'm fine.
1: Yesterday, after work or after the show, I'm in our office and I hear a woman walking down the hall- hallway with that dry cough. Mm-hmm. And I immediately like the ears up and the cartoon animal. I'm like, who the hell is that? And it, it, it was something that would never alarm me before this whole thing happened. Now, I went to a workout class and it's one of those classes with different stations, different, uh, you know, activities. That sounds weird, but you know what I mean. Um, and uh, it's one of those ones where, like, you change your station, and uh, you always high-five each other. And the instructor's like, all right, give, me, give your partner a high-five. Team workouts? And then he's like, now, if you don't want to do that, though, it's okay. You can do a butt bump. And I'm like, a, a butt bump? This is apparently a thing that instead of, like, a fist bump or a high-five... You you tap your butts together, and I'm thinking to myself, what? I'll chance the coronavirus before my ass bumps a stranger's ass. Why can't you just that's be odd? Okay with the air or base like a, bump. or, or like the L- double guns? I don't or the They're just like good job. How about right, that? Right. How about that? Why it, do we have to touch each other?
2: That's a that's a funny question. And, that I, you and just so asked. the whole
1: class, I'm thinking, please nobody butt butt me. Please nobody butt butt me. I don't know how that's gonna go. And then also uh, another chapter of I canceled that cruise I'm going on that I'm no longer going on. Right. My mom called. It's a family trip. So she called to, to cancel everything. And they said, now, if you book for next year, all your drinks will be free. Now, that is a huge concession because that's where they make their money. Right. On the coffees and the alcohol. And, you know, you get a glass of wine, it's 10 bucks. You know, you have three, that's 30 bucks, $35 a day. You know, that's You got a latte in the morning or whatever. That's another five. Right. So you're looking at like 40, 50 bucks a day, $90 a day. You know, I don't know what your choices you're making, but that's where they make their money. And depending on how. Because when you're days at sea, you're on that ship the whole time. And so for them to already say that they'll waive all of that. Yeah,
2: that's a big deal. It's huge. We're going to see magnificent travel deals in the next several months. I mean, I told you yesterday, I got the email from uh, from Alaska Airlines that said, hey, you know, this is what we do on a regular basis. We're in touch with all of our uh, health officials that we, we consult with on a regular basis. And let me mention our $99 fare sale. I mean, this is going to be the time if you are healthy, you're not overly concerned about this, you choose the right places to go to, this is going to be a great time to travel. It's going to be so cheap.
1: There are flights to Hawaii for $99 round trip. Yeah. The, I mean, not round trip, each way. Excuse me.
2: Um, now, is Seattle the place you want to go? No. I don't know. I, listen, I, I don't know. Remember the the there's some absurdity going on here there's a british tabloid called the daily mail and i don't know if you saw the headline it was referencing some of the people here in la county who have uh come down and tested positive for coronavirus and the way we when dr uh, barbara ferrer was on yesterday she referenced them all being part of a known group they were all on a group they were all together they were in a specific ski resort in italy and that's how. That's where they got it. It's a known quantity, right? When the Daily Mail wrote up this story, it said that there were people who tested positive only ten miles away from Kim Kardashian's house. Oh, that was God. their point of reference. Oh God! Now,
1: like it can happen to even the rich and the famous,
2: right? Because it's right around the corner from her. Uh-huh. Did did you? Since we're here, right? The one of the sick guys is in uh, is in Providence, Tarzana. So. Do you feel threatened by a guy who's in the hospital now in Tarzana uh, or two family members of his that have self-quarantined tested positive? Do you feel threatened here in the Valley? Okay, you shouldn't. But if you if you say from uh, across the pond, you go, oh, it's only 10 miles away from Kim Kardashian. What would happen if she and the kids and Kanye got coronavirus with a K? That's we have to keep in mind what's going on in Seattle where the the main epicenter of the problems in Washington state are in one specific care facility in one town suburb of Seattle that's a good 15 20 miles away from downtown Seattle so that I mean just to keep it in perspective
1: the fish they say are still flying at Pike Place Market it is a little bit slower but It remains in full operation. Now, there are a number of companies up there, Amazon, Microsoft. I forget the other big tech company that have said Google
2: office up there. Google
1: uh, have said for people to stay home and work from home. If you don't need to
2: come in, it's okay for you to stay home. Uh, Mindy Tunick uh, actually works for Microsoft and is one of those people who was told to, uh, hey, if you want to if you want to hang out at your own place. That's cool. Mindy, are you wearing sweats today? What's going on?
4: (laughs) Yes, I am. I'm actually uh, just in sweats, and I'm on my computer at home. And all of my meetings are via Teams meetings with video conferencing and just working away at home. Now, Microsoft
1: has disclosed its first known cases of... Uh, infection among its employees has that uh, been a a piece of conversation amongst you and your colleagues this
4: morning it sure has and uh, several communications have gone out throughout the company what are they saying yeah they're saying to just stay home and wash your hands and uh, stay yeah stay well
1: Have you noticed any sort of people freaking out? Is there any sort of panic? Uh, What about the greater Seattle area, too? Have you noticed anything, or does everything seem to be running normally?
4: Oh, my gosh. There's lots of panic. Um, I went to a grocery store uh, five miles from my house, and I would say about a third of the grocery store was empty shelves, and it was mainly the consumer goods items, um, the the um, cleaning products and um you almost can't find toilet paper these days at our grocery stores.
2: Um what is the government what are the local officials saying about that? Because we they've been telling us in California, listen, a run on the stuff like toilet paper and bottle, uh, sorry, toilet paper and bottled water doesn't make any sense don't do it. Have they said anything like that to you?
4: you know I not not so much. I think just everyone wants to do what what they want to do and um, you know it's everyone's own way of of what they want to get to stock up.
2: Have you been able to check and see what traffic is like because my understanding is that it's just non-existent.
4: It is. I actually um, drove into the office for 10 minutes yesterday, right around 4 o'clock, and um, there, was, there was really no one on the roads. I just ran into the office so that I could get um, some, uh, some supplies in my office so that I could shut it down and be at home for the rest of the month.
2: Well, uh, everything's fine. Do you know anybody who's tested positive? My understanding is that there are two. I know there's thousands of them, but um, thousands of Microsoft workers, but that two tested positive.
4: No, I don't know. Well,
1: Well, thank you so much for joining us and uh, enjoy working from home.
4: (laughs) Uh, Yes, will do. Thank you.
2: You bet. Mindy Tunick there works for Microsoft in Washington, was told. Uh, Like a lot of people up in that area that you can totally work from home if you must.
1: Did you hear about this, how King County up there, which is where Seattle is, King County is going to buy a motel in Kent to house people with this thing? So I was talking
2: with Nick about this earlier. The geography of that doesn't make a whole lot of sense just because we're talking about two separate areas. Kirkland, where this care facility is, where all the people got sick and it turned into just a giant coronavirus factory and Kent are separated by like 30 miles.
1: Yeah, but Kent's like the uh, redheaded stepchild of the area. It is. So I can see why they'd want to shuffle them all off there from Kirkland, which is like a family community, right? right? It's like, oh, let's just send them to Kent, you know? <laughs> I'm trying to think of something comparable in this area. Well,
2: imagine... Well, I,
1: I don't want to put anyone down. I was down. just going to
2: say, I, I could think of like two or three, but I don't want to put anybody down. But imagine if, if there was a place... Hmm, Trying to describe this. If there was a place around here that still had a dirt racetrack that on the weekends (laughs) is a swap meet facility or something like that. I mean, that's the kind of place that Kent is.
1: And it has an Econo Lodge. So there's that. Yeah,
2: they're spending $4 million on an 84-room motel. Which I
1: think is a high price.
2: I don't know. I feel like I've covered murder stories at that yeah, Econo Lodge multiple too. times. <laughs> and it's the reason they, they they chose a motel specifically is so that the doors open to the to the air. They don't open into common hallways, so that there would be less likelihood of a coronavirus, germs, virus, whatever existing in the hallways. They would blow away, perhaps. But if they find if you're in a care facility, right, and this care facility up in Kirkland is a place where they do have low level medical care available and they've got the ability to keep people in their rooms, although clearly they don't have the ability to keep this thing from spreading. Do you? Is it better to to move people into a motel of all things than it would be to keep them in a semi-medical facility like a care facility?
1: I don't know. I think it's all bad.
2: There was a heartbreaking picture that was in the Seattle Times uh, either yesterday or the day before, and it was an elderly woman. She's probably in her 80s yelling through a window at her husband, who has been quarantined in the care facility. She's standing out on the parking lot, yeah. leaning over the bushes, and you could just see this ghostly face in the darkened room where he is. Leaning forward to you know, to try to hear what she's saying, he's and they have like, to yell through he's the window. Like, and
1: this bee's still yelling at me. I'm in here with coronavirus, and I can't get away from this woman.
2: Uh, the University of Washington, by the way, has uh, as of about two hours ago, they said that starting Monday, all classes at the University of Washington campuses will no longer be meeting in person through the end of winter quarter, which wow. it's only a couple of weeks. It's only uh, March 20th, so two weeks. Campuses will be open, but they're not going to be doing in-person classes. Hey. that they, they say that the action is to support the social distancing steps that everybody has been taking throughout Western Washington in an attempt to fight COVID-19.
1: Hey, can we talk briefly about toilet paper? Yeah. Toilet paper is has been one of the hot items of this virus. One of the things that's just flying off the shelves along with that lower level shelf of wine, which is completely empty at my Ralph's <laughs> like the, the $4 bottles okay. gone anyway. Uh,
2: I guess I didn't notice that I was in oh, the liquor yeah. aisle yesterday oh, or yeah. the day before. All the and cheap I didn't notice stuff
1: that. gone because people are buying in bulk. Huh. Um, Now, the symptoms for coronavirus. Nowhere have I read output. Oh, I have. I see that symptoms include a fever, cough, shortness of breath, or difficulty breathing. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Ease off the toilet paper. Uh, Hey, whatever
2: (laughs) makes people feel comfortable, it's just a weird thing. It's a weird security blanket to me. That people yeah, like if, if you're if you're if we are dealing with something that gets out of hand and and you, you know, not that you would ever say anything to your neighbors because you're terrified of them at this point. But if you opened your garage door and I saw seven or eight stacks of Costco sized bundles of toilet paper, is that when you rest comfortably? You think, man, I can beat this thing. I don't get that. I don't get it either. My wife even asked me, should we? start thinking no and i said absolutely not i mean unless we start to run out of toilet paper there's no reason for us to go out and buy 20 more rolls of toilet paper i
1: did order those uh ready-made freeze-dry meals or whatever that neil suggested when we talked to him on tuesday yeah but only because of i think they're going to be good when the earthquake hits well
2: that's the that's the other thing and we've said this before This is a great opportunity for people. The threat is so low here. It's a great opportunity for you to get ready and have things ready for your earthquake kit. Whatever that looks like, whatever you think you're missing. Although, you know, 400 rolls of two-ply is not a transportable thing if you ever had to pick up and move. You could throw a handful of those ready-to-eat meals in a backpack and, and hike your way out if you had to somewhere you're not going to be carrying 16 rolls of toilet paper just for the <laughs> no. comfort of. I, That's a good visual, though. <laughs> like you you wear a belt and then on that belt, you tie a rope and you kind of string rolls and rolls of toilet paper along your belt.
1: Why is it so funny?
2: And for some reason, it looks like you just got married because you got toilet paper and empty tin cans coming off your trailer back there
1: okay let's get an update on that cruise ship shall we the cruise ship off the california coast people on it have been instructed to stay in their cabins as they by the way this happens every day at this time i start feeling a little sick
2: (laughs) because (laughs) we're
1: talking about it um they've been instructed to stay in their cabins excuse me as they await test results uh there are 3500 people on board the results are expected today yesterday a military helicopter crew lowered test kits into the grand princess by rope and later retrieved them for analysis at a lab uh just outside of san francisco
2: they're saying like you said they could know sometime this morning i think they they turned out um yesterday we knew they were gonna test a couple dozen people and they upped that i think 45 people were actually tested on the cruise ship who over the course of the last couple of days had shown symptoms of not the output that you were talking about but just cold and flu symptoms it may simply just be out of the thousands of people on that ship you're going to have a certain percentage of people who just have the cold or flu at any given time so it may hopefully just be that and then they'll be allowed to dock somewhere and Get back on uh, dry land.
1: Dr. Oz wants to cancel handshakes. By replacing a handshake with a fist bump, there's 10 times less bacteria transferred. How about we just don't touch? No fist bump, no handshake, no butt bump. Just keep your hands to yourself for a little while.
2: Double guns, baby. How you doing? Good job don't there. Don't be
1: that guy. <laughs> no double oh,
2: guns. Wait a minute. Now you're telling, what's better than that?
1: Nothing. No double guns, nothing. Just, hello, how, how do you do? No touching, no guns, none of it. All right. When we
2: come back, Elizabeth Warren's out. Um, Michael Bloomberg is out. Pete Buttigieg is out. So
1: how do they spend their time now?
2: Amy Klobuchar is out. They're going to all grow beards.
1: Some of them already have them.
2: Who? Oh, I see what you're saying. You still have to read your goodbye letter, by the way, Shannon. Oh, yeah. You didn't read your goodbye letter to Elizabeth Warren yesterday. weasel your way out of that.
1: Uh, no, it, the goodbye letters are only good on the day uh, no,
2: no, no. that they drop out. When did that Get happen? writing. All right. Get to writing.
1: I hate it when you give me homework.
2: Shannon, KFI AM 640 live everywhere on this iHeartRadio app. I, I'm happy that it is a Friday. So, are you? Uh, uh, well, you mentioned this. Um, we talked about coronavirus. We're now up over 100,000 cases around the world. We still have 7.7 7 billion people in the world, and we have 100,000 cases, and we're talking about 3,000 deaths. Um, we, uh, we don't have to talk about it. And there's something nice at about eight, nine o'clock at night when I realize it's been several hours since I've said anything about it or read anything about it. And it's just I feel much better, feel so much healthier after not talking about it.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Um, But it's not
2: the president, by the way, was originally not going to go to the Centers for Disease Control today because apparently someone had tested positive for coronavirus. Now they're saying that person did not test positive. So the president is expected to go and stop by and see how things are going. He was earlier today in uh, in and around Nashville checking out some of the tornado damage. They said 25 people were killed in, in Tennessee in those uh, in those tornadoes from earlier this week.
1: The Wall Street Journal did a funny little write-up of what happens when you drop out of the race for president. And they point out that most people who run for president don't win. But you think about the rat race that it is to run for president. You're constantly on the move. You're the guy or the girl. You've got a staff. You've got a detailed day. You've got... Plans into next month, you're, you're, you're planned within an inch of your life yeah. every day.
2: I mean, down to the minute in some cases about like when you're sleeping and when you're not. One of the examples of that is right after the Iowa caucuses or, in fact, during the Iowa caucuses, Andrew Yang was already on a plane headed to New Hampshire for a rally in New Hampshire at 4 a.m., the morning after the Iowa caucuses and that, I mean, we know that he dropped out, of course, and he ended up turning. Uh, I think he actually canceled that event. But still, just that type of sk- hyper scheduling from the beginning of February, and that's not counting beforehand, but the beginning of February through basically middle of April, if not later, depending on how the all, you know, the primaries and caucuses roll out.
1: Well, and then uh, you have to. Go and support somebody who you were just running so vehemently against. Uh, The way that Jason Gay, the writer of this article, puts it, he says, you really don't like these dopes. Just a short while ago, you were rattling on in public about how they weren't fit for office. And now you're standing on their stage before their fans in front of their lousy campaign signs, (laughs) puffing them up. It's as if the Tennessee Titans had to go to the locker room with the Chiefs after the AFC title game and go on about how much they wanted the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. (laughs) It's embarrassing. I never thought about it that way.
2: Well, I mean, yes, I I understand his point there, but it's it's not exactly the same. I mean... Democrats and Republicans if you want to break it down that way have vastly different ideas about how to make the country succeed and how to make everybody in the country succeed. As far as the Titans and the Chiefs, they don't after the Titans are out, they don't care. I mean, they may be entertained by it, but they don't care who wins the game. There's no there's no AFC love over the NFC or anything.
1: He says then you go home and that's when it gets really bleak. Suddenly, you're not the person running for president. Think about that. Think about how quiet it is at home suddenly after all of that action, action, action. People, you're the wanted person. People are calling you, you know, texting you from your staff or everything. And then nothing. He says, you're just another person who can't remember the Wi-Fi password. You're spending (laughs) breakfast and lunch thumbing through the same restoration hardware catalog. You work on puzzles even when it's not raining.
2: here's the here's a great line you turn on the tv to watch cartoons and wait is that one of your campaign ads are you still paying for those uh imagine i mean just elizabeth warren as the most recent example so she drops out yesterday she rolls out of her house she and her husband dressed like it's a normal early morning walk with their dog and she has to tell everybody she's done you know i mean she'd earlier told everybody on the staff and working around the country that dog hasn't
1: seen her in 18 months the dog didn't know her no
2: They did one of those reunion shots where she comes walking in. The dog's like,
1: oh, my God, I thought you were dead. He he writes about how men really go sideways when they drop out. The first thing they do is grow a beard. (laughs) Al Gore really got this going when he lost in 2000. He said he grew a beard that made him look like a guy who sells goat milk at fish shows. Ooh, that's so true. Ted Cruz grew a beard that made him look exactly like Ted Cruz with a beard. Beto did a Beto beard. He says, "I don't know what Mike Bloomberg would like would look like with a giant beard, but I would very much like to find out." Um, he said, "Other
2: candidates have other distractions. For example, Andrew Yang got a job working with CNN, and you may have seen him on some of the coverage from Super Tuesday. And you think about that—that's kind of funny. Like how you—you—he's telling people who are still running for president how to do it." And, yeah. and and Andrew Yang hasn't been saying how to do it. He's just been describing sort of the behind the scenes, what goes on when you're waiting for primary results, what these candidates are trying to do with the money that they do have. Um, you had a hard time convincing people to show up to watch you eat fried Oreos. Getting people to read a book might be a tall task for those who decide that being an author is a great way to go. I also heard that... Um, For some of these candidates, they move on to whatever the next race is going to be that they may be involved in. If you're Pete Buttigieg, you're currently the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. What if you wanted to become the governor of the state of Indiana? And then from there, maybe senator or vice versa. You know, one of those before the other. Andrew Yang has already said that he was at least looking at the idea of running for governor, uh, mayor of New York City, challenging Bill de Blasio unless he runs again. And... All of these people, I mean, uh, Amy Klobuchar, she's got a job. Elizabeth Warren has a job. They're both currently sitting senators. So it's not like they're going to an empty hole in their home. But it's definitely not the same pace.
1: Oh, look at this. It looks like maybe our first lawsuit regarding coronavirus. And look who's knocking on the lawsuit door. Our old good buddy who likes to jump out in front of every big news story. Michael Avenatti. No. Oh. Female. Gloria Allred? Yes. Gloria Allred is going to hold a news conference in uh, about a half hour, 45 minutes, with an Asian-American middle school student. Says he was sent to a nurse after coughing in class. Non-Asian students in class who coughed were not sent to the nurse. This is is her lawsuit. This is where we're at.
2: Three weeks from Lori now. Lori
1: Allred is now milking kids. Ew. Gross. Well. I <laughs> Coming up next. Let's have fun, shall we? Please. Let's put away the virus. Let's put away the presidential candidates. And let's meet a woman who just turned 100. You won't believe how she wanted to spend her 100th birthday. And it got us talking about bucket list items. <laughs> Do you have odd stuff on your bucket list? We want to hear about it.
3: Was this thing got no time
1: for you. Theme song for all women born in the 80s, I think. I think every woman probably still has this on a playlist. Somewhere, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Gary and Shannon, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on that iHeartRadio app. Yeah, we were just talking about it off the air. There's like no in-between with this coronavirus, right? It's either we're all going to die, I'm not going to do anything, I'm going to self-quarantine, which just means to stay home, right, sick? (laughs) Um, Or, oh, nothing to see here, it's not a big deal. And I really do believe the truth is somewhere in the middle. Um, it is a bad situation for some people who have underlying health issues for the elderly, things like that. Um, but in terms of you and I, and let's just say we don't mingle with anybody that has issues, right. uh, I, think, I think it's okay. I think we're going to be just fine. I think in six months, we'll be looking back. Laughing. Yeah, right?
2: But we're, we're taking like six weeks off because of all of the travel. For the cheap flights that we'll be on. Um, Yeah. and Yes. Listen, if you want to be overly concerned and you want to quarantine now because you're afraid of everything, that's up to you. There's no reason why. No one's going to stop you from doing that. But don't then poo-poo the people who are like, maybe I'm okay. Maybe I can go to this or that event and not feel like I'm threatened and I'm just take care of myself.
1: Is our reaction to this, when I say our, I mean the greater hour everybody freaking out over it. Is this one of the symptoms of our soft culture? <laughs> no, I mean, I, th- I do
2: think, I think there's reason for genuine concern, but not, light your hair on fire and run through the town square yelling that the sky is falling right and there's got to be somewhere in between where you're like i don't want to light my hair on fire but i will strike a match like i'm not going
1: on that cruise right but i did book a cheap flight to hawaii yeah that was dumb uh, a, woman, <laughs> a woman has celebrated her 100th birthday doing what she wanted to do. Ruth Bryant is her name, and she had a bucket list, or has a bucket list. She ain't dead yet, Shannon. She had this listed on her bucket list, the way she wanted to spend her birthday, and it was in a jail cell. And so she did that in Roxboro, North Carolina. She wanted it off her bucket list, and the police said, okay, she's never been arrested. Deputies showed up at her assisted living center and handcuffed her. She even resisted arrest by playfully kicking at them. Wait, where is this? This is in Roxboro, North Carolina. (laughs) Deputies gave her a round of hugs and a jailhouse portrait, and she returned to her retirement community and celebrated with a party and a good story. I love that. Could you imagine being 100 and still wanting to cross things off your bucket list? Things like spending the night in a jail cell? Um, I mean,
2: I could imagine there would be a bucket list, but I don't think being in jail is one of them.
1: No, That's let me tell odd. you. I was in a cell at Disneyland, uh, and it was terrifying.
2: You were at the Disneyland State Penitentiary? Yeah. Uh-huh. Must have been a Real
1: rough, bars and everything.
2: Must have been a rough couple hours in there, huh?
1: It's very dark and damp in there. You
2: were, uh, you were bargaining for cigarettes. No windows. And no doors.
1: So BuzzFeed did a list of ridiculous bucket list items that people wanted to do. They took a survey. Some of them are pretty funny. Some of them are nasty. Here's one. Before I die, I want to treat myself with a face mask made out of Chick-fil-A sauce. I'm in. Nick. I think we still have Chick Fil A sauce in the refrigerator. What are you? What are you getting at? Here? I want to make you need a, to moisturize yeah, I wanna, before the wedding. I want to make you a face mask with Chick Fil A sauce, and then we can take a picture of it
2: uh, for likes. Sure. Really? For, for the likes. Doing it for the gram. That's, what if it that's gives Nick. him
1: some sort of rash for his wedding? <laughs> <laughs> I will be in such trouble.
2: You guys like, uh, dip your nuggets in my face. Uh, another one of those bucket list things. <laughs> the weirdest things they have. Crash a total stranger's wedding. Then stand up and object at the ceremony. I don't think there's anything wrong. I think that's a pretty common. Yeah. I don't know. Fantasy is the right word. I've crashed
1: then, a wedding. I didn't object, but I've crashed a couple weddings. There's nothing wrong with that. Here's one. I want to have party. epic sex to the Pirates of the Caribbean theme music. I feel like you can make that happen in your life.
2: Yeah, that doesn't seem like that's an out of the...
1: Like, hey, honey, this is something that I'm into. Can we just this once humor me?
2: I want to sleep in a
1: coffin for a night. <laughs> I've always wanted to literally dropkick someone just because... <laughs>
2: Uh, oh, this one. I'm dying to run into a store frantically screaming, what year
1: is it? That would be hilarious. When
2: I was working at a uh, Christmas tree farm when I was in high school, one of my friends, every when, when it would start getting busy, he would run into the trees somewhere. This is like a, I don't know, 10, 15-acre Christmas tree farm. So he'd disappear into the trees, and then he'd come running down the main road that was kind of split the, the farm in half. He'd come running down the main road as fast as he could, yelling, The dam's about to break! The dam's about to break! And then he'd make a hard right, and he'd disappear back into the trees somewhere. And somebody would in, I mean, constantly ask, Is there a dam around here? <laughs> There's no dam. Sir, no. He's not well. There's no dam around. You
1: know, you have to amuse yourself sometimes I when guess. you're working at a Christmas tree farm.
2: Um, somebody says, I want to go to a Starbucks and wait until they call someone's name. And then stand up and say, I volunteer. I
1: volunteer as tribute.
2: (laughs) That's good. And then walk away with their coffee.
1: Do a bungee jump while wearing a clown suit and honk my horn when I get to the bottom. That's so esoteric. I really want to play a dead body on a crime drama, preferably NCIS. I want to put orange cones on a random street and control traffic for a day.
2: (laughs) That would be fun
1: oh nick here's one for you train a dog to react to harry potter spells that'd be pretty good wait how oh, but could wait, you but wait spe-
2: yeah the spells don't do anything right what if you did like a death spell like the mortem pototum like played yeah exactly and then and you used your wand swish and flick
1: what does that mean
2: it's part of the spell oh i thought it was to make flick. things levitate a dance move no it's a spell it's a wand thing
1: So anyway, if you have any weird bucket list items uh, on your bucket list, hit us up at Gary and Shannon on social media. Let us know. And, uh, you know, you can be anonymous. We could. We'll keep your freaky stuff uh, without a name.
2: Side note, Sherry emailed and asked, did we ever try the Washington Cosmic Crisp Apples that she sent us?
1: Yes, we did, Sherry. We talked about it on the air. I think we did the taste test on the air. We
2: did. They were fantastic.
1: delicious. We loved them. Thank you. Mm
2: -hmm. Gary and Shannon will continue right after this.
1: good video it was a good video
3: Shannon in my mind you know the dance yeah I, I could do it
1: I can I can do the Bobby Brown every little step dance better but I can get pretty close to this one okay we have to do this together one day <laughs> I knew you knew the dance <laughs> uh, Kathy wrote to us I always wanted to throw a brick through a plate ga- glass window oh a man really big window how
2: satisfying would that so be?
1: satisfying um, Regina sent us a fun graphic that I am getting a kick out of, uh, talking about fear-based agendas, saying 2000, Y2K is going to kill us all, 2001, anthrax, 2002, West Nile virus, 2003, SARS, 2005, bird flu, 2006, E. coli, 2008, the bad economy, Oh nine swine flu, 2012, the Mayan calendar is going to kill us all, 2013, yeah. North Korea, 2014, Ebola. 2015, Disney Measles. 2016, Zika. Remember Zika? Yeah. So... I went to school with her. <laughs> with uh, with Zika? With Zika Jones, yeah. Third grade. <laughs> <laughs> well, she
2: caused some havoc down like in the uh, Caribbean and <laughs> South America. That woman. Um We've uh, we've been following a couple of stories. Now, the, the latest in terms of national response to what's going on with coronavirus, the president is going to visit the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention in Atlanta. There was a report earlier that he was not going to because someone at CDC had tested positive for coronavirus. It turns out that that test was negative, so they have changed the agenda. He will be stopping by to see what's going on. Um, there are a lot of questions about whether or not the United States as a whole has the number of test kits available to meet the demand that's out there. And I don't know. The answer is no, they don't.
1: Well, the demand is high because everyone's freaking out and wants to get tested.
2: That's part of it. That's definitely part of it. And they will, I mean, it takes time to build the kits as we talked with Dr. Barbara Ferrer from LA County public health yesterday. uh, It takes time to do this. It takes time to actually put together the, the actual test material that the individual health labs will use, and that as we ramp up, we will eventually be able to get a million tests out a week. But you as guys, of right now, it's
1: several thousand. You guys, there are only 250 total cases of coronavirus in the country. Okay? 250.
2: Are you Brent Musburger now? Second and nine.
1: <laughs> I am. That's uh, how
2: I feel. Well, it's important to keep it in mind. Now, one of the stories that's been uh, prop- cropping up, I guess, is the, the impact on the cruise industry. You cannot ignore this. We got an email from somebody yesterday who said that they had booked a cruise and were trying to cancel. They're trying to uh, postpone their cruise, not cancel and get a refund, but postpone it to a different date, a couple of months down the road when uh-huh. all this kind of goes by the wayside because they have asthma. Yeah. And there was a concern. The cruise line said, that's not going to happen. We're not doing it yet. Now, the way well, that I-
1: Princess Cruises, when my mom called them yesterday and my brother called, there was no problem. There was they said, we completely understand if you want to book it next year. That's fine. You can do that. No penalty. No penalty. Um, We'll throw in all the free drinks and everything. My brother had put down a substantial amount of money. They gave it back to him right away. Like it wasn't, there was no hurdles.
2: Yesterday, Princess did announce the changes to their reservation policy. If people need to cancel for whatever reason. So Princess modified their cancellation um, to make sure that anybody that is making a decision about going or not going based on COVID-19, if you have a departure of April 3rd or earlier, so sometime in the next couple of weeks, you can cancel up to 72 hours before the sailing and get a future cruise credit for 100% of whatever you paid up to this point. After April 4th through the end of May, um, if you cancel by the end of March, you'll get a free uh, full future credit cruise credit for 100%. And then after that, your final payment moves to 60 days prior to sailing from 90 days so that you have more time to figure out if, in fact, that's the, what you want to do with your vacation money. And again, you, it may be a simple thing where you, right now you're just not comfortable with it. And then in a few months – Hopefully, like we've been saying, we look back on this and go, oh, just add that to the list of uh, scares that people were afraid of.
1: This Grand Princess cruise ship that is docked off the coast of San Francisco is where a bunch of people have been told to stay inside their cabins. This was a cruise ship that went from San Francisco to Mexico in mid-February, and it was on its next voyage from San Francisco to Hawaii when uh, they realized that there were three passengers on the first cruise that came down with coronavirus. One of them died, California's first and only fatality from the virus. So they've quarantined the new passengers. Now, one of the new angles that's come out is really obvious, but we hadn't talked about it. That cruise ship that went from San Francisco to Mexico went to several ports in Mexico.
2: Right. Now, I asked this of Nick because I find him incredibly knowledgeable when it comes to all uh, all topics epidemiological. How in the world can Mexico only have three cases of coronavirus? The numbers, I, we have to remember that the numbers that we see, for the most part, are confirmed cases these are tests that have come back positive so when we talk about the 250 ish in in the united states there's a good chance that there are other people walking around that would test positive but that a are not symptomatic at all b do have symptoms but they're very low level i mean just you know mild flu and cold symptoms where people don't think they have it but might and then the third version is that people simply aren't tested at all because they don't want to know, so there's a there's a number that 250 people in the United States. You just touch your face. I
1: didn't. It was my sleeve. See, there's makeup on my sleeve. Proof. Uh,
2: but those people did get off of the ship and did go to places like uh, Manzanito, Puerto Vallarta, Mazatlan, Cabo, before heading back up to San Francisco. Um, the ship has, I don't remember what the number is, 3,000 ish? Is it? 3,500 people aboard. They only tested 45.
1: Only tested 45, and those test kits have been taken to the facility near San Francisco. We should get those results back today.
2: And again, that's not to say that those 45 people are even showing symptoms ser- serious enough to be believed to be coronavirus. If you've got that many people in one confined space, you're going to have a certain number of people who already show symptoms of they just don't feel well. They have a cough. They have a cold, whatever it is. And hopefully that's all this is.
1: Here's what I didn't understand. They kept the casino on that ship open. Now, think about all the things touched in a casino. It's all slot machines uh, and cards and things like that. Uh, that sounds like the the ball pit at Chuck E. Cheese factory. Ugh. You know what I mean? In terms of touching things.
2: When we come back, speaking of casinos, Vegas, I haven't seen much. I know that there is one, at least one confirmed case in uh, in Nevada, but Vegas is one of those places that could see, you know, you're um, shoulder to shoulder with people all day, all night. Well, in there. listen,
1: as one who struggles with a gambling addiction, it's hard to stay away.
2: Well, that's why they kept the casino open on the ship.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know. They get you. I mean, I'd be in there. I'd roll the dice. Get it. <laughs> ah, Shanice. Yes, Shannon. Yeah. Uh, I haven't heard this song for so long. 1992 is a good year. Nick, what month were you born in? December. December. So this could be some conception music. All right. Yeah. Nah, it doesn't have that vibe. <laughs> it's about a smile. <laughs> That's where it starts. That's where it always starts, Layla. The smile. That's
2: bad. At the uh, top of next hour, we'll get into our trending stories. Uh, we'll also tell you about Brian Williams not being able to do math on MSNBC last night. It was it was pretty funny. What's funnier is that no one corrected either one of the two people on the set and their horrific version of just off the top of their head math. Um, we'll talk about Bernie Sanders uh, and the what's. Bernie Sanders trying to court Elizabeth Warren's people, but Elizabeth Warren had some things to say about Bernie Sanders oh, people.
1: I just found your conception song because I pulled up a list of <laughs> songs in March that were hot in 1992 when mm-hmm. you would have been conceived. Right. Mr. Big to be with you. That's totally your conception song. Uh, yeah. I you know, I don't know that one. You don't know that. I probably heard it. You. But, oh, yeah. my God. Like, uh, go? You couldn't get away from it in 1992. Yeah, I had the single.
2: That's bad.
1: It was good. Oh, and then I uh, think, I'm of, too-
2: think oh. of extreme more than words like this. That was Mr. Big's reaction to that song.
1: I'm too sexy from right. Said Fred was in no, late February. That doesn't sound wait. Right. December. What? What's your birthday? 16th. Ah, OK. Were you born on time? I think I was
2: a I little was born on time. I think I was supposed to be a little closer to Christmas.
1: Aha. Uh-huh. So you're but, born uh, early. Yeah,
2: but I still came out big.
1: <laughs> I was 9'9. I loved that song. <laughs> you
3: came out big.
1: Vanessa Williams, Save the Best for Last, was also around that time.
2: <clears throat> hey, Nick, here's uh, Let Me Be the One or oh, The I one, one to Show so... You. show uh, so
3: you to be with you deep inside. I hold
1: yeah, see? It too. It too. It Your parents alive. were all about be this all
3: Just to be, the next to be Just with
1: you. Let me turn it off. We're tormenting him. Yeah. I can see it I in his know. face. Um. So
2: <laughs> please don't bring that up on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> Las Vegas is can be vulnerable. The economy of Las Vegas of Vegas can be vulnerable in times of crisis, national crisis, uh, global crisis. People don't feel like they should go ignore their problems in Vegas, at least some people. In, For example, after the September 11th attacks, the gambling revenue in Vegas dropped by 1% in 2002, which may not seem like a lot, but that was the first time in 30-plus years that it had gone down. In 2008, obviously, we saw a massive recession throughout the United States and around the world, Gambling revenue dipped 4%, according to the Vegas Convention and Visitors Bureau. There was also, after the shooting in Vegas, there was a problem in terms of people not feeling comfortable or safe there, and that ate into some of their profits. But in terms of what we've seen so far in this global situation, call it a crisis if you want to. They haven't really it hasn't really borne itself out. Yes, people may be on edge, perhaps, but that doesn't mean that the tables aren't full. It doesn't mean that people aren't going to the shows.
1: Housekeepers, janitors, managers, dealers, promoters have all been told to implement stricter hygienic measures, but to do it in a secret way. Uh, You don't want to scare the visitors, right? Everything's fine here. They yeah. said everything uh, security manager for a casino said everyone's on heightened alert, but it's behind closed doors.
2: You're not going to see in front of the elevator bay at Morongo or I'm uh, sorry, at Mandalay Bay. You're not going to see a sign that says, if you have coronavirus, here's what you should do. That's exactly what the sign we have in front of our elevators in this building.
1: 37 year old Carice Small is a saleswoman at a Pandora jewelry store at the Venetian and she says to her coworker i wish i didn't have to come to work she says she got sick in january went to the hospital thinking that she had coronavirus she says luckily i got i tested negative and it was just pneumonia oh, so that's the kind of weird <laughs> thoughts people are having that like it's it's worse than pneumonia. Oh, no, thank God! The, it was only
2: the, HIV. I, I mean, thought I, for sure, I was going down. The
1: normal flu is a lot worse than the symptoms we're hearing for the coronavirus, unless you you die from it.
2: Um, the one place that we have seen at least casinos and gambling be hit by all of this is um, is in Macau, because it is number one. It's in Asia. I mean, that's people are having a hard time justifying traveling there now. That's the place that's really getting hit. But in terms of Vegas, as of right now, things have been fine. I think uh, there's a portion of it is just, listen, Vegas is far enough away from all of the other stuff. It's out in the middle of the desert. Maybe they feel like that's a a safe place to go. The Southern District, Southern Health District, South Nevada Health District, whichever they call it, uh, has confirmed one case positive test of coronavirus
1: (laughs) lauren wrote to us at gary and shannon on twitter and says my cousin and i were out with our 90 year old grandma yesterday and she coughed twice while at dinner and kept yelling it's the virus it's the virus (laughs) loudly in the restaurant
2: (laughs) i guess it could be hey there was a story out of italy um, that we kind of covered a little bit two california college students accused of killing an italian police officer there's a new documentary about this case, and it is a bizarre case. We'll talk about that when we come back to Gary and Shannon.
5: Come on. Come
2: Come Come on. KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Ain't
1: nobody humping around.
2: <laughs> In the uh, it
1: was a different time. It
2: was a very different time. In the one o'clock hour, we still, we still, we are still gonna do our nine news nuggets you need to know. We're gonna shift them a little bit. We're gonna start them a little early. Uh, because at 150 today, again, we're gonna be talking with LA County Public Health Director Barbara Ferrer about What's going on with L.A. County, specifically with the coronavirus? There's a news conference that she's going to be a part of coming up in a little bit, so she'll answer some of those questions. But if you have questions that you would like us to ask, Dr. Ferrer, about the county's uh, response to all of this, about what we can do on a regular basis, let us know, and we'll be able to pass on some of those questions to uh, to her so that she can answer them for us. Um, we're up over 100,000 cases around the world. The president is stopping by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention in Atlanta. He was in Nashville earlier today to talk about uh, the tornadoes and the response there, and making sure that FEMA gets everything done uh, as necessary.
1: Well, there are two young men from the San Francisco Bay Area, uh, 19-year-old Finnegan and 18-year-old Gabriel. They're accused of killing a cop in Italy on July 26, 2019. His name is. Mario,
2: Mario Rega,
1: Mario Rega. Rega had just returned to work after his honeymoon. He was stabbed to death, trying to arrest suspects after what police called a drug deal gone bad. Sadly, his funeral was held in the same church where he was just married uh Dan
2: Noise from KGO Television up in San Francisco did an extensive in-depth on-location story about this uh, about this case and about the death of Deputy Brigadier Mario Rega and these two kids from the kids young men from the Bay Area that are accused of doing it and they were um we'll we'll talk about their history I mean they had some things go on in their past but for the most part couple of normal 18 19 year old kids and uh, that just happened to be in enough you know live in a wealthy enough life that they could vacation in italy of all things
1: now this reporter found as he settled into his deep dive into the story that the italian legal system is different than the american one in one big way and he says constant leaks to the media He was able to obtain complete investigative reports, photos, interviews, suspects, text messages from that night that can now reveal exactly what happened.
2: So this is July, July of last summer. Uh, Deputy Brigadier Mario Rega and his partner were starting a midnight shift, midnight to 6 a.m., and they had left the police station in plain clothes. The area where they were... Uh, is right along the Tiber River, and Finnegan Elder, nineteen years old, and eighteen-year-old Gabriel Natale were at a, a place called uh, Trastavere, and security cameras show them they're in the area of Piazza Trulusa, which is an area known for drugs, and they catch the attention of four of these off-duty officers. And one of them takes a cell phone picture of the, I mean, listen, first of all, the the fact that we know all of this information about this is pretty insane. One of the officers snaps a cell phone picture and sends it to Rega's partner with the message. They want to buy. They're asking everyone, I really know two chickens. The officer identifies the bald with the muscles as the mediator, a 47-year-old guy. And they go on to say um, this mediator guy, he would later tell police that 18-year-old Gabriel Natali had asked in Italian. I guess his father was Italian. He had asked in Italian if the guy had any cocaine to sell. And this mediator eventually would say, listen, I told him I didn't have the drug with me, but I, I know where to get it. So he said that Gabe told them he wants 80 euros worth wow. of cocaine. And went to a nearby ATM. And he took, this mediator guy took these two teenagers on a 10-minute walk, security cameras watching them the entire way. And he says he was looking for a guy who sells the drug. This Again, a mediator is, is the term that they're using, sort of the middleman between these teenagers and whoever the dealer is.
1: So they go to the square and they don't see him. And so... This guy, this middleman, calls another guy who's got a criminal record for drug dealing. And they have the cocaine, and they ask them to wait. Now, there was a witness there that told told police that he saw these guys sitting on the bench and that they all appeared to be under the influence of alcohol or drugs. They're going to meet and do the deal a couple blocks away at the Alcazar Theater.
2: The um the pusher, the uh the guy who with the drugs later told police that this mediator introduced Gabe by saying he's my little brother. He hands over eighty Euros, the guy gives him drugs, and that's when the police pounce. Because they, the remember, pusher
1: is an informer for the police.
2: They've been watching him the whole time. Uh in fact, they when he gets popped, when everybody gets popped the druggy guy, the guy with the cocaine, was like, "Wait, I, I'm I'm am I'm on your side. I'm an informant. I'm a friend of the police." Police see Gabriel bent over, using his cell phone light to find the foil packet that he had dropped. He hands it to an officer and then takes off running. He and Finn Elder, the 19-year-old, take off running.
1: Mario chases after.
2: Mario is the uh, is the mediator as well. And he chases after these two kids, jumps on his bike, and a camera shows him uh, somewhere else giving up, turning back. So a little while later, the off-duty officers call Rega and his partner to meet to give them the foil packet. They realize that it contains one pill, which is basically an Italian Tylenol. It was not cocaine.
1: It was aspirin, yeah.
2: Uh, Whether neither the mediator nor the drug dealer have been arrested because the night when the police officer arrived and intervened, they didn't have any drugs with them. They literally only had that aspirin slash Tylenol, whatever it was. So they find the uh, security cameras, find the teenagers showing back up at their hotel at about 1.30 in the morning. Gabe is now carrying the backpack. He's on the phone. He spoke with that mediator, the guy who got him the drugs, about eight times that night.
1: He texts his girlfriend back in California. Uh, this is uh, Finnegan. And he says, Gabe just got robbed. LMAO. And she writes back, OMFG, how? And he says, we we're trying to buy Coke from these sketchy guys and they wanted Gabe alone so I could watch this guy's backpack. I hear footsteps running back, so I'm like, oh, this isn't good. Gabe turns the corner like, bro, I think I just got robbed. The girlfriend writes, oh, Gabe, boy needs to learn how to fight.
2: So Finn... Tells the girlfriend, I grabbed this guy's bag, so I ran back and stole this bag, and everyone started chasing us through Rome. Apparently not understanding that there were cops there. At least he didn't.
1: Right. She says, definitely sounds like an adventure.
2: Uh, the mediator then calls the cops and says, listen, these kids stole my backpack, and now they're demanding money to get it back. So the Italian police come up with a, uh, a scheme where they're going to pull these kids, they're going to lure them out into public, with the option of you return my, you know, using this mediator as bait, you'll give him the cash. They'll give you back your uh, backpack.
1: So the officers pick up the the mediator, the middleman in their unmarked police car, ask him to call Gabriel, put it on speakerphone. And part of the conversation was recorded.
2: Gabe says, uh, you're still with your friend. I told you that you have to come back alone. The mediator says, yeah, I come alone. I come alone. Gabe says, I hear a bunch of voices. I told you to come alone. And he says, but look, I come alone. Don't worry. You have to tell me uh, the bank, at least the bank. And he says, Unicredit. That's the place they're going to go to make the exchange so that he can get some money. About 2.30 in the morning, Gabe walks by that bank, caught by the cameras in the ATM, goes back to his room, leaves again with Finn, also now in a sweatshirt, But again, the weird thing about the sweatshirt is it's still 80 degrees in Rome at 3 in the morning. There was a a heat alert that day.
1: And a knife. They were worried about what they were about to find, so they took the knife. It's a marine-style combat knife.
2: It's a K-bar, giant 7-inch blade on this thing. Finn had a photo on his cell phone apparently holding that same knife in San Francisco before the trip.
1: Officers go to the meeting location in that unmarked patrol car. They park down the street. They told the the middleman to wait by the car. And video, surveillance video, again, shows Finnegan and Gabe see them arrive and kind of duck between some cars. It's 3.06 a.m. at this point.
2: Remember, they said, Gabe said, show up alone. They're expecting one guy. There's two police officers coming towards them. Um, you had officer you had officer rega and his partner in a t-shirt and jeans uh, and rega was in a t-shirt and bermuda shorts so they see two extra people and they think that these guys are muscles so they suddenly approach gabe and finn identify themselves as Car- carabinieri the police show their id cards but they said that the two teenagers attacked physically with extreme rapidity and violence And they ended up killing one of the police officers. Now, when we come back, where this case stands today and why it is that they're not necessarily the cleanest of kids when it comes to uh, criminal records.
1: And what the family attorneys are saying about the, the sequence of events and what happened and the defense of these kids.
2: Kerry and Shannon, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. We'll talk more at the top of the hour. L.A. County Department of Public Health is going to hold a news conference about coronavirus response. We'll also be talking with the director, Dr. Barbara Ferrer, coming up in the 1 o'clock hour about what's going on. Somebody posted something on Facebook, which I thought was funny in terms of washing your hands. Still, number one on the list, wash your hands. This one says... Wash your hands like you got a club stamp that you don't want your mom to see.
1: I love that. <laughs> I feel like there was a period of time like when you were that age, you know, your teenage years and go into a rave or something and you'd have that and you'd make sure it was off. Yeah. And then they're fine. Club stamps for a number of years. and now I'm at the age where I'm furiously trying to get it off if I have a stamp from any place I've been to because it's embarrassing because i'm too old for that i'm too old for a stamp on (laughs) my hand and
2: you're trying to bargain with the stamp person
1: could you yeah could you you put put it up up a little higher so
2: a sleeve would cover it if i needed it to tomorrow (laughs) uh we've been telling you the story about these two california teenagers currently in prison in rome uh, accused of stabbing and killing an undercover police officer
1: now, they say it was a drug deal gone bad. They thought that the police officers were attacking them. OPS, oh, They didn't know that they were police officers, according to these two young men. Finn, when he was interrogated the same day as the stabbing, said that they attacked him. And the investigator says, what do you mean they attacked you? And he said, well, they like walked up close, just grabbed me, threw me to the ground. The bigger guy was on top of me. He started hitting me, started strangling me. I thought he was going to kill me. I thought that was self-defense. He said, if I knew it was a police officer, I don't know. I thought I was going to die. I would have stopped, but they were so aggressive and quick because in America, normally, like the policemen, the first thing they do is tell you that they're a cop. They show you a badge or something. Now, there also is the, the fact that they did tell them that they were police, but they said, stop. We are carabinieri, which is the Italian word for police. And, and these two didn't know Italian.
2: Well, one one kid did, did He didn't know enough. enough. Uh, to at least ask to buy cocaine. Right. But the other kid, the kid who did the actual stabbing, the kid who carried the knife into the event, he didn't. He didn't speak Italian. And definitely not under a high-pressure situation like that is he going to understand what's going on.
1: Finn is the one who did the stabbing, right? Yeah. And his mother says – because, you know, moms are always going to defend their sons, but here's what mom says, taken with a grain of salt – Finn has always been a complete truth teller. Finn tells the truth no matter what the circumstances is. You ask him what happened and he says it exactly. His father adds, even when you don't like it.
2: Now, the one thing that they agree on is that the officer Rega and Variale, Rega's is the one who was stabbed and killed. Variale did try to subdue Gabe, the one without the knife, but that he was squirming he was kicking and scratching he was trying to free himself etc and in fact the officer the next day still had scratches left over from Gabe but in terms of Finn Elder the kid that did the stabbing and officer Rega the guy who was who was killed an attorney for Finn Elder says the stab wounds on uh on officer Rega Don't support the story. The cops said they were attacked. The cops said the two American teenagers were the ones who got up into their face immediately. One of the defense attorneys for the boys says the officer was stabbed in the side. There were no stab wounds on the front of the officer's body. They were stabbed on the side, one under the armpit, a couple times in the back. That that would show that the officer was on top of the 19-year-old. And the 19-year-old was in fact fighting back against all of this. The families, of course, are—I don't know what you do. I mean, do you move to Italy? Your kids in prison. Your kids been there since July. How how you mount a defense internationally in a situation like this? Uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, you
1: got to spend a lot of money.
2: And it, listen, they've got it. You know, they both went to. They met when they were at Tamil Pius High School. They uh, they're both from Mill Valley, or at least uh, lived there for some time. There's there's plenty of money there.
1: The takeaway, kids, don't go to a foreign country and buy drugs. That's
2: a strong takeaway. Thank you.
1: And Italy, I mean, I know one thing when I go to a foreign country, and it's not to run afoul of the law. No cocaine. I'm getting on a plane, no cocaine. That's a hard and fast rule.
2: It's a very strong rule. No
1: cocaine ever. Okay? It's well, now plane, you've changed it. The plane it. and the cocaine thing rhymed, and it sounded cute. Okay.
2: Just stay away from just the Just don't cocaine. do drugs. Don't do drugs, kids. Right? That's more blanket. That's just a big, warm, weighted, comfy
1: like, blanket. Like they say in Love Actually, don't buy drugs, kids. Become a rock star, and they give them to you for free.
2: Gary and Shanna, will continue right after this.
5: When I That I know
1: of.
2: Mary Shannon.
1: Yeah. TMZ just put out a story. Apparently, they have reporters outside Twin Towers downtown, outside the LA County Jail. Oh, my God, am I crying? Uh, (laughs) And they say that they've contacted various jails about coronavirus, that it could explode in packed jails. Sure. And the jails have told TMZ that they're wiping down surfaces at least daily and ramping up sanitation efforts. Uh, there was a guy they interviewed, Jose Abalos, just out of LA County Men's Jail for what's called regular carjacking. <laughs> he said he was placed in a cell that normal, had, yeah. normal
2: carjacking.
1: He was placed in a cell that had not been cleaned from the previous inmate. He says it was disgusting. It smelled like urine. He left this morning with a cough, wheezing. He said the jail gave him meds, but he's worried. He's going to a doctor.
2: Wait a minute. Don't you always come out of county with some ailment of some kind?
1: They talked to a guy named Arturo, who was just released, says there was blood and fecal matter on the walls, says the place was dirty and disgusting. It's, It's
2: called jail for a reason, dumbasses.
1: What else is going
2: on? Time for What's Happening. The president was in... Tennessee today touring a neighborhood that was absolutely blown apart by tornadoes this week said that he was uh, amazed at the tremendous heart that he witnessed he said even from Air Force 1 as he was coming in he could see that people were already starting to rebuild um said uh, we love them they're special people in reference to the people who have uh, lost friends and loved ones in Putnam County alone uh 18 people were killed including 5 children under the age of 13
1: the death toll stands at 24 from this pair of storms they said that uh at the the root of that high death toll was like the lack of notifications or any sort of emergency warning systems mm.
2: President, meanwhile, is going to also go to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. There was a coronavirus scare at the
1: CDC. That's a hell of a trip, isn't it? Going to Nashville, looking at the devastation, then going to the CDC to talk about coronavirus. (laughs) That ain't Mar-a-Lago.
2: Well, there was a CDC staff member that was suspected to have contracted the coronavirus, and officials did not think the test results would be returned in time before the president's trip that was already scheduled earlier this week. So they just said, nah, never mind. Well what happened was we were informed there may have been a person and now they found out that that was a negative test according to the uh, according to the president which suggested that the secret service was in fact working on resuming the trip they said that they have tested the person very fully and it was a negative test let me say this about that this is the centers for disease control and prevention i am hoping that we have the world's foremost infectious disease experts working in that building and if even they can't tell whether it's the flu flu cold cold or coronavirus that's saying something
1: uh yeah i don't think they are the foremost brightest minds i don't think it's a brain trust inside there because remember yesterday we reported that somebody with the cdc decided to drop off a bunch of quarantined cruise passengers after the quarantine at a shopping mall outside the cheesecake factory Uh. So, no, I don't have full faith in the CDC. Luckily, I also don't think this thing is going to kill us all. Tokyo organizers are downsizing the arrival ceremony for the Olympic torch, which, yes, the Olympics are still set to go on. The organizing committee president, Yoshiro Mori, said that 140 children who were supposed to be sent to Greece to give the flame a send-off a day before it's due to arrive in Japan will not be going. The Olympic torch will be lit March 12th in that ceremony in Greece and then flown to Japan. So something to look forward to. The
2: Vatican has confirmed its first case. The Pope is recovering from a cold, but it's not the Pope that has the coronavirus. The Vatican's city health clinic used by Vatican employees and their families had to be closed down for sanitizing after this positive result came in. Uh, They said it was a Vatican official put into a protective quarantine after a priest from France's Catholic Church in Rome tested positive for the virus. Oh,
1: you know what we need is like a little alert. So when we get breaking coronavirus news like I have right now, we can play a little alert. Okay. Might as well have a little fun with it, right? You want to
4: do I'm the- I'm
2: the regular coronavirus i'm thing?
4: declaring a public health emergency of Ooh-ha! international concern this is a fluid situation
0: you <coughs> a cough please room <coughs> this is a class one emergency please state the nature of the medical emergency i'm going to be sick <coughs> virus
3: detected
0: this potentially deadly virus was now on the loose
1: well we've got breaking news 13 cases now in la county that's two more than yesterday if you're keeping count
2: you want to dip into this yeah, real quick, Tyler? Yeah, let's see what our
1: friend has to say. This is L.A. County Public Health Director Barbara Ferrer.
3: ...from LAX. Of course, you can watch the rest of this news conference. Oh,
2: oh and they're I'm dipping sorry. out of it. All
1: right. Well, well, well the, oh, this is, this is new. One of the new cases includes a second LAX screener. We told you yesterday that one screener that was screening people f- coming from China at LAX has tested positive. Now we have a second that has tested positive. You'd think that they would be taking all the known precautions if they're screening people coming from China. Right? Yes. What the hell's going on?
2: And if you're the one screening and someone coughs on you or sneezes on you... You should
1: have a bodysuit on, right? I think so. You'd think so.
2: Um, When We'll actually be talking with Dr. Barbara Ferrer coming up in the 1 o'clock hour. If you have questions... For the good doctor, about what's going on in L.A. County and the precautions that are being taken or things that you can do, let us know and we'll uh, pass those questions on to her.
1: Well, we've got new photos of those kids, the doomsday mom kids that have been missing since September. They're not really new photos. They're photos we haven't seen before, but this is these were photos taken before the disappearance. Looks like they went to Yosemite. Uh, September 8th, 2019, they're seen at Yosemite, and the FBI is asking for anyone who was there at Yosemite on September 9th of last year to come forward with photos. It is the last place that they were seen.
2: Yeah, it was just a couple of weeks later um, that that they disappeared and hadn't been seen since. How is that story going to end? I feel like this thing has been dragging out for so long. Why can't they compel her to explain where those kids are? I don't know. Uh, and if you were driving down uh, southbound I-5, you may have seen some of this coverage of this chase last night. It was still It's still a problem right now in the Newhall Pass. Southbound I-5, where it cuts off to go to the eastbound 210, that entire ramp of three or four lanes of traffic there is closed off. When I drove past it this morning, there were about 30 law enforcement vehicles behind yellow tape and one car that had been clearly damaged. This uh, was a chase, that was the end of a chase that started up in Palmdale and then ended up in Silmar. The hood was snapped back and covering the windshield so whoever was driving couldn't see and they eventually dropped a handgun runs down an embankment there on the exit, uh, down the embankment onto the other side of the freeway, which would be the southbound lanes of I-5, gets hit by a car and still gets up, and it takes about a dozen deputies to get the guy into custody. And that car, again, that car is still there. Traffic southbound I-5 is still a mess.
1: Coming up next, remember 2015 when Brian Williams claimed he was in that military helicopter that was forced down after being hit by an RPG, and then the guys that were there that night came forward and were like no he was in a separate group of helicopters about a half an hour back uh they made an emergency landing because of a sandstorm and brian williams was embarrassed and all the memes and all the great stuff we got out of it well he just embarrassed himself maybe even more we'll tell you how
2: gary and shannon will continue Gary and Shannon, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. This question keeps coming up. I feel like people don't remember that four years ago, Democrats chose a woman to be the nominee. Because this question, Elizabeth Warren couldn't get there, is it because she's a woman? We'll answer that. Well, we'll talk about that. We may not answer the actual question, but we'll talk about that when we get into Swamp Watch coming up at the uh, bottom of the hour. Also, Elizabeth Warren talking about Bernie Sanders, Bernie bros. She didn't seem too happy. She didn't seem like she was going to uh, saddle up to uh, to Bernie Sanders in the event that he offers her a vice presidential role on the ticket
1: well remember how we did the story about you okay so you quit running for president now what it was in the wall street journal Mm -hmm. kind of a funny take on it and one of the the points that he made was it's really odd to be running your own campaign and then the next day go and endorse someone and cheerlead them when you've been at odds with them for months
2: yeah don't you remember what you just said about me in the debate
1: right it's hard to do that uh, and she doesn't seem to be a fake person either. She doesn't seem to be somebody who, <laughs> you know, she seems to be.
2: Lies about her heritage?
1: Well, there's that. Um, but she doesn't seem to be like she'd be a good actress in terms of, oh, you know, the way uh, Klobuchar got up there and cheered for Biden and She's all gonna that. She's not going to fake it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh,
2: so, Brian Williams, speaking of fakers, uh, Brian Williams and MSNBC last night, stepped on their own uh, shoelaces, I guess you could say. He was talking with New York Times editorial board member Mara Gay, and they were talking about Michael Bloomberg and his campaign spending. And she referenced a tweet, and he said uh, yes to it. First Uh, of
1: all, should the editor of the New York Times and MSNBC just be picking tweets off the Internet and then (laughs) commenting on them?
2: Well, I mean... If if it were if it were true, I mean, if the tweet were accurate, it would be an amazing, astounding figure. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. No. So here's what they said. Somebody
3: tweeted recently that um, actually with the money he spent, he could have given every American a million dollars. Got it. Let's put it up
0: yeah. on screen. It when I read it uh, tonight on social media, it kind of all became clear. Bloomberg spent 500 million on ads. U.S. population 327 million. Uh, Don't tell us if you're ahead of us on the math. He could have given each American one million dollars and have had lunch money left over. It's an incredible way of putting it.
3: It's an incredible way of putting it. It's true. It's It's disturbing. It does. It does suggest, you know, what we're talking about here, which is there's too much money in politics. Five
2: hundred million, probably more than that, on the campaign on ads
1: divided by population,
2: three hundred and twenty-seven million. Now, first of all, when you see it, if you read it fast, the first tweet, you go, "Oh my gosh, that's a lot of." Wait a minute, no, yeah. that doesn't make sense. Right? It should take you less than two tenths of a second to go, "No, no, 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 that's totally wrong." Yeah, that would be about a dollar fifty per person. Right? Not a million dollars per person. Now
1: they, they uh, were lit up on social media for lit good reason. Up. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, and they responded by saying tonight on the air, we quoted a tweet that relied on bad math. We correct like they're blaming the tweet. Right. We corrected the error after the next commercial break and have removed it from later editions of tonight's program. We apologize for the error. And as somebody brought up, you know, it wasn't just Brian Williams and somebody from the New York Times editorial board that didn't see the glaring error with this. It was the editor. It was a producer. It was a graphics person. It was a team of people. There
2: are people in the control room who saw that and could have said, no, 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 correct it right Right, now. That's not right. That's not right. They did come back and later say, um, turns out we got the same grade in math. I'm speaking of the tweet. We both misinterpreted. How could, or he could give each American a dollar again. I didn't have it in high school and I don't have it tonight. I stand corrected. The tweet was wrong. And he told everybody later, garbage in, garbage out. That's what you get for one thing when you rely on the Internet, which is both an amazing and a horrible place at the same time. He did also say uh, somebody, uh, Mara Gay, actually on her Twitter account, wrote, I'm buying a calculator. I'll be right back. An embarrassing poke of fun at herself kind of response. And the 11th hour, the show Twitter account said, please buy two. I am away today. I guess this is from Brian Williams. I'm away today, but luckily Steve Carnaki is filling in for me tonight, so our math game will be strong. We all feel terrible and regret the error. And then BW for, uh, for Brian Williams. Listen, you do say enough things. You're going to say something stupid. We do it on a regular basis. Yeah, but here.
1: we do live radio. That's completely different from scripted television. They knew about that tweet, they referenced it, it was part of their content. He called for it enough so that the graphics person put it gra- ready. I yeah. mean, it's it's not as unscripted as we are. It's pretty scripted when you do television like that. Those kinds of segments. <laughs> There were conversations that they had about that tweet before they went to air. And if anybody
2: if anybody retweeted that without thinking, even the first person who wrote the thing, you should be embarrassed. $500 million spent on the campaign. There's 327 million Americans. Everyone could get a million dollars.
1: <laughs> I can't believe that. All right. Uh, Coming up next, Swamp Watch. I have composed my letter, my late letter to
2: Elizabeth Warren. Lucky you. Lucky Mm -hmm. you. Mm That you could walk in front of Whitney Hall and somebody was blasting this album out out of their window.
1: Wow, you're old. I was still in middle school. You were in college. You know where I was? In the womb. You were just a little Don't do that,
2: that, Angers. What is that? (laughs) And you suck at biology.
1: I was gonna, well, I was going to have it meet the thing. Is, yeah, we
2: know. Gary and Shannon, KFIAM 640 Live Everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. <laughs> <laughs> Next hour, Dr. Barbara Ferrer from L.A. County Department of Health is going to join us. A couple more cases, positive cases of coronavirus in L.A. County. One of them, an LAX coronavirus screener. Huh. What do you think? Uh, the Grand Princess cruise ship still waiting off the coast of San Francisco waiting for the results of coronavirus testing uh, on several dozen people who are on board that ship. They're not going to allow that ship to dock until they can figure out exactly why those people are showing symptoms. And then University of Washington, up in Seattle, has said it's going to stop meeting for classes starting on Monday. Beginning Monday, asking instructors to hold classes and exams remotely until the winter quarter ends in a couple of weeks. Then they'll reassess and see if they want to get everybody back in there.
3: Stop.
1: Stop. Oh, I thought that when we rehearsed that earlier and wrote it out that I was going to introduce Swamp Watch. Oh, you're right.
2: My fault. It's all right.
1: I misread the line. Mistakes happen. Take two. It's time for Swamp Watch. Drain the swamp. We're going to drain the
5: swamp of Washington. We're going to have fun doing it. We're all doing it together. (laughs)
1: Before we get to Elizabeth Warren and uh, that ridiculous article in the San Francisco Chronicle, I just pulled up the district attorney race results. Jackie Lacey still leading with fifty point two nine percent. Oh,
2: she jumped up a little bit. Yeah, she was at fifty point one four. That's good. If she can get fifty percent plus one, she avoids a runoff uh, and keeps her job as a district attorney.
1: Well, here's the headline in the San Francisco Chronicle. Elizabeth Warren couldn't get there. Is it because she's a woman? Here's your answer. Yes. Well. Yes.
2: Is it only because she's a woman? Because remember, there's no, there's things that works against. her. Absolutely.
1: There's there's things that people disagree with. But look at Bernie Sanders. The guy's a freaking socialist. And he's one of the last two standing. She's a lot more mainstream than Bernie Sanders. I will. I don't
2: think I will poo poo this outright. Even though four years ago, Democrats did nominate a woman to be their their uh, candidate. She
1: forced her way into that
2: regardless. She I mean,
1: beat the hell out of people to get there. It was she was an entitled candidate. She bullied the DNC. There was no way Hillary was going to not be the candidate.
2: But she was a woman. Yeah now and she had plenty of support she won the popular vote my thing is if you're if you're elizabeth warren there were things that didn't click part of it was the progressive agenda that people didn't like she wasn't bernie sanders but she's pretty close that was going to be a that was going to be a downfall for her why would it be that even the people in her own state didn't vote for her
1: i don't know I, that still doesn't make sense to me. To me,
2: that's a signal that there's something deeper and more intrinsically wrong with the campaign and the candidate. And I don't think it's as simple as saying that it. it's she's a woman. She was leading in the polls not too long ago.
1: It's not just because she's a woman. But when Democrats sat down to figure out who is going to win and they take all of this into account – it's clearly going to be Joe Biden. And that's why you saw the rally around Joe Biden. And they're, they're not going to they're not going to railroad Bernie the way they did in 2016. But when he took Nevada, they realized, oh, crap, we can't run a socialist We've time to circle the wagons around Joe Biden. Elizabeth Warren's not electable when you put her up against Trump. It's all about beating Trump, right?
2: Well, that I mean, that that's probably one of the things that they have to figure out, they being the Democratic Party, uh, is what's your goal? Are you going to vote for somebody who closely aligns with your political philosophies or are you going to vote for somebody who's going to beat Donald Trump? That, because if you're, for example, if you're a Joe Biden guy, gal, if you're a Joe Biden voter and he does not get the nomination, are you going to are you going to vote for Bernie Sanders specifically because you want Donald Trump out of there? I mean, this is the same. There will
1: be people that do that.
2: This is the same style of choice that we had in 2016 where people – some people voted for Donald Trump because they didn't want to vote for a woman or vote for that woman. Right. She – both of them. Both of them had unlikability numbers that were – Off the charts.
1: Hillary also had a lot more name recognition and a lot more history in politics, more experience that she'd been around. Elizabeth Warren kind of just bursted onto the scene, too. Yeah. You know, they're not the same
2: beast. They're not at the same level. I I totally get that. Now, there was a a rumor that was going around. I think it was Paul Begala, a former Clinton staffer who started this thing, that Donald Trump was going to get rid of Mike Pence – on the reelection ticket and ask Nikki Haley to be his vice president. And I wonder if that would be in direct because, because listen, whoever gets the nomination, Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders, I think it's clear that whichever one of them gets it, they will pick a woman to be their vice presidential nominee. Yep. Does the president or does the Republican party believe that the president has to do that? in order to offset the gains that would be made by a Democratic ticket that has a woman on it.
1: If somebody thought that, and they told the president, and he didn't think that, and I don't think he does. I think he thinks that everybody only cares about that first top name on the ballot, which is Trump. He would never do that based on somebody's advice. And I don't think he would ever believe that himself. So I don't see that happening. I don't see him dumping Pence.
2: Well, the, because there's a, there's a couple of I agree with you. I don't I don't think he would either. I think Paul Begala's lost his mind. He actually he actually gave a specific date when it was going to happen too. He said it would be thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. He said it would be July sixteenth. It would oh, be so the,
1: when uh, Jesus returns. No,
2: no, 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 that's you're thinking of somebody else. That's oh, Lori Vallow. Okay, July sixteenth would be the Thursday of the Democratic National Convention. That's when the nominee gives their big speech to end the com the to end the convention. Mm-hmm. Right that the president would make an announcement that day to pull the rug out from under whichever person gets the nomination. He'll
1: find a way to pull the rug out from that. He'll do a
2: rally in Madison, Wisconsin. I mean,
1: he'll do that. Um, But I just don't see him thinking that that is something that's necessary for him to win. In fact, I think from what I know about his thinking, it might even show weakness. Yeah. to switch out your VP.
2: I agree. I, I think Paul Begala is smoking pot. All right, when we come back, what the White House is doing to prevent the president from getting coronavirus? Like, you know, not going to the Centers for Disease Control. and. Oh, I'm sorry, he is going.
1: I see a
3: little silhouette of a man. Scaramouche, scaramouche, will you do the fandango? And very, very
2: Galileo, 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 that's what you get when you hire kids.
1: Well, it's it's all right. It did have a huge resurgence in 1992. It It did chart in 92. It was exposing or exposed to, let me rephrase that, kids were first exposed to this song from Wayne's World.
2: It's a classic scene, though.
1: It sure is.
2: At 1 o'clock, Alex Stone is going to join us. Uh, We're going to be talking a little bit with him about what the L.A. County uh, health officials just updated us on. Two more cases in L.A. County of coronavirus, but also where they came from, specifically Uh, LAX and the update on what's going on with that cruise ship that's currently uh, floating out off the coast of San Francisco.
1: It looks like Joe Biden is getting a huge bump, right? His rivals in the moderate column circled around him, Pete Buttigieg and Amy Klobuchar. Elizabeth Warren backs out, and she was not quick to jump in the Bernie group. Also, Biden is racking up new endorsements daily on Capitol Hill Bernie Sanders hasn't had anything new in two weeks. Why? Because nobody likes Bernie Sanders. Even Hillary Clinton called him unlikable. And when she,
2: that's the pot call the kettle black right there. Yeah. The, um, the thing about Bernie Sanders that is also going to be baggage for him is his online fan base. You want to call it that? The Bernie, the Bernie Bros. Bros. Um, have actually come after several of the current candidates. And Elizabeth Warren, now a former candidate, was asked about it. She sat down with uh, Where's Waldo the other day and, and answered questions about that specifically. There have
1: been some really untoward attacks by Senator Sanders supporters, not by him himself, against you. Uh particularly online. Um his supporters have called you a snake. They use mm-hmm. the snake emoji for you. They've called you a traitor. Uh they tried to organize somebody
3: to primary you, to force you out of your Senate seat here in Massachusetts. Um and, and the senator said last night, uh he he responded, he said, I condemned that. And he's distancing
1: himself from what his supporters have done. But I mm-hmm.
3: wanted to ask um if if that rose to your level of consciousness, uh, if, you, if you were aware of that was going on, if you have any reaction to that
1: or, or to his uh, comments about it last night. You know, it's, it's not just about me. I think there's a real problem with this online
2: bullying and sort of organized nastiness. And I'm not just talking about ooh, said mean
3: things. Mm. I'm talking about some really ugly stuff that went on. You know, uh, in the, uh, out in Nevada... Uh, when uh, the Unite here had put out an analysis of the different candidates and their views on health care and other issues. And uh, some of the Bernie supporters online took exception to it. And they didn't
1: just take exceptions. Like, we disagree, you know, outrageous way to do this, which anybody can do. That's fine. And you can be clever and you can find clever.
2: All right, she's going to go on and talk for a long time. I didn't realize it was that long. Uh she says, you know, it's not about the simple name calling. She can put up with people calling her a snake or a traitor or whatever. What I thought was interesting was that the way Rachel Maddow phrased the question made it seem like the most egregious thing you can do to a politician is threaten them from within their own party. Mm-hmm. That she was saying that they were going to organize somebody to primary you uh, for your Senate seat. I don't think that's bad. I don't think that there's – we should not assume that the politician who is sitting in whatever seat, whether it's a a member of the House, member of the Senate, even state legislature, whatever, we should not assume that because they won that one seat one time or multiple times in Elizabeth Warren's case, we don't have to assume that they're the best candidate all the time. That's why I'm fully in favor of term limits for exactly that attitude right there. Yeah. That because she's there, she's the one who's going to do the most uh, positive work for the state of Massachusetts. That's not a guarantee. And the idea that for some reason that it's a uh, it's a ridiculous slight to suggest that somebody from within the party thinks they can do a better job and represent their people better than you have.
1: That's just how it works, though. Well, that sucks. It sucks to have
2: that attitude. Yeah. I, and again, I don't. I'm not a uh, constituent of Elizabeth Warren, so I I couldn't tell you what she's done or hasn't done for the state of Massachusetts. But maybe it's a good idea that people get challenged from within their own party, and maybe it's a good idea that they're kept on their toes all the time.
1: Are you ready for my letter?
2: Oh my gosh, I totally forgot. Elizabeth Warren dropped out. She was on Shannon's team for the presidential election. My last
1: standing team member. You guys are.
2: Are Blake and I the only ones who are still playing? I think I have Joe Biden. I think he has Bernie Sanders. That might be it. Could you imagine? I also have Tulsi Gabbard.
1: (laughs) Could you imagine a Bernie Sanders versus Donald Trump uh, campaign and how ugly it would get on social media between those two fan bases?
2: They'd have to burn the internet. They'd
1: have to burn the internet because that's all you would see. I mean, you thought Hillary v. Trump was bad. Oh, it would get you. That would just be crazy. All right, dear Elizabeth, this was a goodbye letter I really didn't want to write. No, really. I thought I was off the hook when they didn't ask for it yesterday. <laughs> You had quite a run and made many women and girls proud. You shined in the debates, especially when you neutered Mike Bloomberg in front of a national audience. Ouch! We'll always remember the term horse-faced lesbian because of you. I hope you get on Biden's ticket so we get a gal up in there. A VP candidate who can't see Russia from her house and one who actually reads anything. I'll miss your black pants, your energy and your tone that makes me feel like I'm in trouble. Later, Liz. Love, Shannon.
2: trying to find the horse face lesbian bite oh all right we come back alex stone is going to join us awaiting results from the uh tests conducted on cruise ship passengers we'll talk about that we'll talk about what's going on locally and our nine news nuggets you need to know Ooh,
1: up as well. get out your dipping sauces oh we still have to make a face mask for nick
2: oh that's right chick-fil-a sauce mask I totally forgot that liar am doing that. You're excited. You will
1: know your why. soon-to-be wife get mad at us if you develop a rash for your wedding? Because... Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> He's already mad
2: about the lump on my leg from the mountain bike. <laughs> are you? You're not doing this thing. Pantsless, did you go to the, the doctor? You? I did not go to the doctor.
1: And yes, will you answer his question? I'm
2: sorry. What was the question? Are you not doing the ceremony pantsless? Are you? No, I'll be wearing pants. Well, then what is she worried about? People seeing the lump on? Your... No, it's not that. Or it's just or the she's that... going to see the lump on your leg.
1: Yeah, because it looks pretty gnarly. Yeah. You know what happens on a wedding night, Gary? Don't be naive. Didn't happen
2: for me. That's a different story. Gary and Shannon will continue. Okay. sent you a friend request no no gary and shannon kfi am 640 live everywhere on the iHeart radio app a couple stories that we've been following of course coronavirus we'll talk about that in a, in a few moments president is expected to stop by the cdc in uh, atlanta get some updates on what's going on there he was earlier today in tennessee see some of the recovery efforts after a series of tornadoes that blew through tennessee and killed a couple dozen people I saw this side note as well. Gibson Guitars, you know, historic uh, guitar maker, has been headquartered in Nashville forever. They, through their nonprofit wing called Gibson Gives, is planning on making donations to guitarists whose instruments were destroyed in the tornadoes. They're going to be giving away free guitars to people. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, the Dow has been down most of the day, but definitely made, uh, made up some ground. The Dow ended the day down about 256 points so it's just roughly at about one percent the s&p 500 and the nasdaq were down almost two percent on those respective uh respective what's the word markets indices that's the word i'm looking for yes it's a
1: fun word to say isn't it gold was francisco
2: gold was up a tiny bit oil was down about 10 percent actually oil right now Is it $41.53 a barrel, which means here in California, our prices are going to go up to 5 bucks a gallon probably.
1: Well, we've been talking about this cruise ship that is right off the coast of San Francisco. This was the cruise ship that went from San Francisco to Mexico, came back, loaded up some more people, and then took off to Hawaii and then made its way back. And on the way back, they found out uh, there was a guy on that first cruise to Mexico that died of this thing the coronavirus. So now that ship is staying off the coast until test results are in.
2: Alex Stone is joining us to talk more about this. Where do we stand on those tests, Alex?
0: Well, we thought we were going to know at 9 a.m., and we still don't know. Now we're hearing from health officials in the Bay Area and from the CDC that it may be tonight or tomorrow, but this has been moving quickly. We knew about three people who had a coronavirus who had been on the Grand Princess, the one who died, two others. Now in the past about 20 minutes, Placer County is reporting that there are three more cases that they've got now, folks who are on the Grand Princess. Contra Costa County has two. There's a man in Nevada who is on the ship. And in the meantime, the the folks who are on board, they know that there are sick people who are on board right now. They don't know with what as they wait for those test results to come back and they're being told to remain in their cabins. We heard from Debbie Loftus, who is on board. She says they thought about it before they got on. We did
4: have some concerns,
3: and especially because my parents are elderly and my mom has asthma. So we talked it over, and we just figured that we, we that there was a
0: small chance, but uh, it was worth taking. Well, a small chance, but now they're stuck on board that ship. She talked to us via Skype, via the internet on board, and They're quarantined in their rooms. Here's how they found out. About
3: two days ago, we had a piece of paper slid underneath our our door telling us that the CDC determined that there's some people on the boat that were symptomatic and that we were having to head back to San Francisco and miss our stop in Mexico.
0: So they didn't go to Ensenada. They went back from Hawaii to San Francisco. Now there's about 20 passengers and crew on board who are sick. They're waiting for those test results that were flown out on military choppers yesterday, and the the ship can't dock. The hope would be that these people have norovirus or the flu, but all signs are it it may be coronavirus based on the previous passengers who had been on board and the the symptoms that these folks are exhibiting right now, but they're just out there waiting for word that what they're going to do next, if they're going to come into port, if they're going to evacuate those who are sick off the ship, nobody knows.
1: Does she get along with her husband still? She says that,
0: that she does. And, in fact, her parents, the elderly parents, are in the, the cabin next door. And they've got a, a door that they can open and close out on the balcony. And she says they've been playing cards. They've been mingling. Not great in case any of them have it. They don't want anybody mingling. But so they go out there. They play cards. That the food is all delivered to them. They can't go out of their cabins. They can't go get food. So they're just kind of hanging out. You know, it's kind of a redo of... The Diamond Princess in Japan, hopefully the outcome won't be the same as that one. That one turned out to be not so great, the, the way things went down. But right now, in this case, they're just all waiting. Where,
2: where would they dock, uh, regardless of whether or not... I mean, I guess if everybody comes back and they test negative for coronavirus, there's an assumption that nobody on the ship has it. But if they do have it, have they talked about where they would actually put in and what the process would be to get people off the ship safely?
0: No, you know, they're trying to figure that out now. They're looking at what happened in Japan. They know the answer is not leaving everybody on board. That didn't work out. But they don't want to, typically you would dock really right into to downtown San Francisco. That's where the cruise ships come in, right along all of the famous piers. You're not going to bring in, if it does have COVID-19 on board, you're not going to bring them in right there. So would they go somewhere else or to a cargo area, maybe in Alameda, Oakland, Alameda, they don't know. They haven't gotten that far. They say they're trying to figure this out now. And even if they do come back negative, is anybody really going to believe that nobody on that ship has COVID 19? And will they be quarantined all 2,000? It was something like 2,700 passengers who were on board. Then you've got the crew. Is there somebody now, if these passengers are sick, are there crew members who have it, who had it on the previous cruise, then gave it to these folks? There were a few people who held over from the Mexico cruise to the Hawaii cruise maybe they're the carrier or was it in the the state in the cabins the staterooms they don't know and i mean at this point they don't even know if it's coronavirus but they're moving forward as if it is as they wait for the the results to come back
1: and you're still good right not showing any symptoms you've been on this as story far as I know you're yeah. still good yeah, you've been on this story for a couple of weeks now so i'm just checking in
2: do you feel like yeah, we do know. sometimes when you talk about it and then you go well,
0: maybe I... I know. Then you start to think, well, I, you know, it's like when you talk about uh, heart attacks and you start to feel the pressure in the chest. You go, Why did you just know. say that? I'm... Don't say that. I know. I know. <laughs> I was hypochondriac, so I'm with you.
1: <laughs> all right, Alex. Thank you. Appreciate all you the guys. info. Have a good weekend. You too, you man. Too. All
2: right. Speaking of coronavirus, Dr. Uh, Barbara Ferrer from L.A. County uh, Public Health is going to join us at 1.50 today for our daily update on what's going on, and we'll talk with her and if you have questions for Dr. Ferrer, let us know. You can send them to us on social media. You can send them to us via email. Uh, and we will ask her about what uh, what things you would like to know about coronavirus as well. But our nine news nuggets you need to know when we come back.
1: I'm going to go get some dipping sauces. Get some of that Chick-fil-A sauce and put it on. I'm going pu- to put at least a little bit on your face.
2: Shannon, KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeart Radio app.
1: I remember being in sixth grade and our cheerleading warm-ups were set to this song.
2: Warm-ups? Yeah. What did you do for warm-ups? Was there a like choreographed stretching. warm-up? Oh, like stretching oh, okay. and stuff like
1: you do for any other sport. For any other what? Sport. Sport. Yes, we're not going down this road, huh? You go home with bruises.
3: (laughs) Okay.
2: Yeah, like you did after your your cheerleading matches. Matches. No.
1: You Uh know what?
2: At the a little bit later in this hour. L.A. County's Public Health Director, Barbara Ferrer, is going to join us. We're going to talk about the two additional cases of coronavirus confirmed confirmed here in L.A. County. If you have questions for Dr. Ferrer, we'd love to hear them from you. You can send them to us on social media, at Gary and Shannon, or you can email them to us, and we'll be able to ask her coming up, uh, try to get all of those questions in. Uh, at the top uh, right before the top of the hour when she joins us but
1: mr mo kelly joins us for some nugget time the nine news nuggets you need to know stories that kind of fell through the cracks during the week we bring them to you at this time on friday pressed
2: into service last
1: night
5: yes um one tim conway jr was not feeling up to snuff
2: but it's at just this voice. point has tested negative <laughs> so it's just his voice just his voice just nothing his to voice. worry about no, no. not gonna touch anything else it's our honorable <laughs> mention
3: honorable mention
0: not supposed to mention i was going to mention it when the time was right it's never policy not to mention it it's been an honor serving with you all didn't i mention it what
5: an honor it is great and honorable moses so today we're holding auditions to
3: become the newest member of honorable mention
2: never thought i would have seen this greeting between north and south korea But North Korean leader Kim Jong-un sent a letter expressing hope for South Korea to overcome the outbreak of coronavirus in South Korea. They are one of the hotspots outside of China. Uh, South Korea, Italy, and Iran are really the three biggest places outside. This letter was delivered on Wednesday. Kim Jong-un voiced concern over President Moon's health. He described as his honest view and opinion regarding the situation in the Korean Peninsula
1: isn't that nice he's trolling patting him on the head a little bit like North Korea's the he'll pull through yeah like North Korea's completely clean of this thing do
2: you think there are any cases in North Korea of course absolutely just
0: making sure (laughs) here's number nine Uh, number nine Uh, I did nine plays if a cop's dirty nine times out of ten his partner's dirty two
3: and I speak nine languages I stay up till nine o'clock
2: basically everybody at table nine I feel ready to go another nine in niner did I catch a niner in there Were you calling from a walkie-talkie Have you ever gone on eBay or
5: Amazon and accidentally purchased too much of something? Yes. Bought two instead of one.
2: Yeah. Three instead of two. That's why you always check that cart and delete if you need to.
5: Family accidentally bought 2,300 toilet rolls prior to this national emergency supermarket sellout.
2: (laughs) Instead Instead of 48 rolls, they bought 48 boxes of 48 rolls.
1: And they're okay with it.
2: Well, I would, well, hey, that's like hitting the lottery, isn't it? It I mean, sure
1: is, these dark days. <laughs> now you can sell it.
2: 2,304 rolls of toilet paper. And they say it's probably, if they didn't sell it, it would last them approximately 12 years. Did you
1: see the name of this toilet paper? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Jody. It's Who? called, Who Gives a Crap? <laughs> Number eight. Oh, it is enough.
3: It would be great if yeah, you could
0: make a figure a Child is born every eight
5: seconds. I'm listening to eight different bosses drone on about mission statements.
1: I love a GPS-enabled locking system story, and this one is a pretty good one out of India, in fact. There were three policemen who were going to investigate a case, and there was a 2018 S model SUV that was taken into the policeman's custody because it was seized for whatever reason. Well, they took it on a joyride. The owner of the seized vehicle decides to lock it down with that GPS locking system and leaves the cops in the car for three hours what is this christine they can't get out of the car say, how, do you,
2: lo- <laughs> how do you save someone who's in the car you just gotta wait for this. <laughs> or didn't that didn't christine burn up
1: or something i loved that movie how are you just gonna sit in the car for three hours mm.
2: uh listen it's better than being quarantined on a cruise ship for 14 days touche here's number seven the seventh son
5: of the seventh son. One seven days. With the government. Sector seven. Chi seven. Seven AM. Seven years of college down the drain.
1: Seven. Seven.
5: Seven, seven
2: days. Seven Slide l Louisiana. Uh, I feel like the DMV in Louisiana must be as off putting as the DMV in California. A driver was pulled over. And had a, was pulled over for expired tags, right? You'd think, well, you know, it expired back in January and, you know, in this case, the tags expired in 1997. Well. And the driver reportedly told the police, I'm sorry, officer, I've been busy lately and totally forgot to renew my vehicle registration. I'll take care of it as soon as I get home. Did you just talk, did you just go
5: water boy? Or did you go smoking the Bandit there? This was more water
2: boy. This okay. It was more water boy.
5: How more do you likely.
1: slide by
5: for, for that years? many
1: years? You don't do
2: anything that, that rises to the level of catching the attention of police. I know of somebody who has a car that doesn't have the month sticker on it.
0: Mm. Yeah. yeah.
2: Which you can, by the way, go to the DMV and pick one up for free. Yeah. But then you also have to go to the DMV. Do you
5: still use a razor blade to cut through, to make sure so someone can't steal your stickers? I've
2: never done that. I have. I've never done that. Yeah. But has they, have they stole your sticker?
5: They've tried. You can tell when someone's tried to peel it.
2: <laughs> so there's only a <laughs> quarter of it left. Here's number six. I got six.
0: You got six. She got six. Uh, number six. Dude, there's six more weeks of winter. Why do you have
3: a picture of me, a rabbi, and six drunken longshoremen? Why don't
0: we just stick her in a nursing home closer to us so I don't have to drive six hours? Drink another six-pack. Number six.
5: A Haverhill district court judge ordered Dennis Cormier to submit to daily alcohol screenings after he arrived at an elementary school. Wearing full revolutionary regalia,
1: <laughs> drunk,
5: with a point two rating.
1: That's a little too drunk. <laughs>
2: when they ask him, he's taking boxes out of his car. He's going to give a, a presentation to the sixth grade class. They ask him, uh, excuse me, sir, have a, you had anything to drink? He says, no. One of my land, two of my sea.
1: <laughs> and then he took out of his pocket a bottle of vodka. Oh,
2: Oh, you mean this?
1: Yes, I have had this. A fifth of liquor in a tall Budweiser can were also in plain view in his car. (laughs) This
2: guy's got quite a breakfast buffet going on.
1: This is one of those songs that, like, I was obsessed with when I was like 11 years old, and I had no idea what it meant. And then you grow up, and you hear and you hear it on the radio, on the radio, go, and you're like, zoom, 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 and you're boom, boom, boom. I and am
2: ashamed goes, of 11 year old me. Not
1: appropriate.
2: Gary and Shannon, KFI <laughs> AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio Radio app. Coming up in a few minutes, Dr. Barbara Ferrer, LA County Public Health Director, is going to join us. If you have some good questions. Good questions for the doctor about coronavirus and how the county is uh, responding to these cases. Please let us know uh, at Gary and Shannon on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, however you want to get them to us. Email and uh, we'll ask the doctor coming up. But we're in the middle of our nine news nuggets you need to know. Mo Kelly, host of the Mo Kelly show, has joined us. And then uh, tonight you'll actually hear him filling in for Conway once again. who's battling a little throat bug. Not a bug. No. Just a sore throat. Not even a sore throat. Just a voice issue. He's fine. just taking a voice vacation. Just a voice vacation. Everybody all need needs him. a everybody mm-hmm. needs a throat break. Mm-hmm. Yes. Here's number five.
0: For five minutes! I have five rules. We begin
2: bombing in five minutes. Five
0: little monkeys. This is the year five point five. I'm leaning on time five for Anaheim. Do me a favor and lose five pounds immediately.
1: Remember how we told you about the CDC sending all the people that had just been quarantined off a cruise ship for coronavirus. Dropping all those people off outside a shopping mall at the Cheesecake Factory? Yes. This is kind of in that vein. The NYU School of Law had one of its academic and educational videos posted on YouTube. It was there to explore the nature and the finer details of U.S. copyright law. Uh huh. And it got flagged.
5: <laughs> well done.
1: For copyright infringement. See? I. <laughs> Dumbasses. Was it maybe
5: instruction
2: about how to actually do it? Or how what to infringe on <laughs> someone's copyright? It's possible. It worked if that's the case. Here's number four.
0: Four minutes. He's probably on his
3: fourth tranquilizer by now. Commandment number four. There goes the fourth amendment. This isn't the same
2: world you left four years ago, sir. When I was in college, I had a roommate who did this. I mean, not a purse, but... Meth? No. Not that part. Glenpool, Oklahoma, made an unusual discovery during a traffic stop this week. They pulled over Heidi Coulterion and um, she, or she was in the passenger seat of the car that they pulled over, and they found her with some stuff in her purse. Now, it's Oklahoma, so it was probably meth. In fact, it was meth. And scales. A pound of meth.
1: That's a lot of meth.
2: But when scales. you look at her mugshot, well, that they, looks like a pound of meth. They also found a baby squirrel. She said that her son found the squirrel as he was working at his tree trimming job and she was taking care of it. Now, they said that they're not going to prosecute her, even though it's against the law for possession of wildlife. They said that they will probably not prosecute because she was being a good Samaritan.
1: Don't they have enough with the meth charges? (laughs) There's number three. (laughs) Three shall be the number thou shalt count. And the number of the
5: counting
0: shall be three. They were dead within three hours. Three. Security clearance level three. All three of you. Three. I got all three of you guys for the rest of your natural born live. After about three days, they both start to stink. Three.
5: Not everyone is your friend. Even though they say that you're a friend. Okay. There's a man who flirted with a jury in a baby's murder case.
1: Oh, uh, nothing makes you hot under the collar like a child murder case. And it prompted
5: a mistrial. The flirtatious behavior of a murderer, a murder defendant's buddy with a female juror prompted a mistrial in the case as a jury appeared close to reaching a verdict, probably in which they're going to acquit this guy but because one of his buddies was in the courtroom making eyes at juror number seven. (laughs) (laughs) Ostensibly, you're coming to court to do what? To support
2: your buddy. Right. And then you see juror number seven. Not to find a potential mate. Yeah. Yeah. Number two? What's
4: going on, you two? Pick out two fingers. One, two.
1: There
3: are two people in this house.
1: There's two sons and no women. Two ringy-dingy. I can understand this happening. Uh, this comes to us from Porter. State unclear. Somewhere in the middle, police have charged a bar customer with intimidation because he pulled out a gun over the song choice of a karaoke performer. Yep, sounds We've about right. All been there. <laughs> yeah, every single one of us has been there. Where you're at a karaoke bar, some jackass gets up there, and you're like, no
2: wants to sing an eight-minute song
1: no yeah. no no
2: um i don't understand they found a woman outside the car with a gun saying the man in the car her cousin was a veteran who suffered from ptsd they were ev- eventually able to handcuff him he was so intoxicated though it was difficult to communicate with him
5: he wasn't intoxicated he was dead
2: oh he was point three eight. That's, that's death that is uh that's is- that's much higher than the uh, the Civil War reenactment guy. That's for sure. <laughs> Porter, Indiana. karaoke,
1: Porter, Indiana.
2: That's what it was. What's your go to karaoke? I think we've asked you this. Depends before. on
5: it. Depends on the audience. It depends on what they're feeling. It could be Sinatra. It mm-hmm.
2: could be R and B. It could be rock. It all depends on the audience. You have to read the room. Mm. Tyler's got uh, Alanis Morissette queued up just so that Layla can. You
1: ought to know. She,
2: no, no, no. It's no, Iron. Go ahead really and hit good. that, and we'll. Uh, Because it's going to rain on Sunday, which is Nick's wedding day. Here's Layla Muhammad on KM5. An old
3: man turned 98. He won the lottery and died the next day. Oh, She's tough. really singing. Yeah. It's a black fly in your Chardonnay.
2: Oh, that
0: hurts.
3: A death row pardon two minutes too late. And isn't it ironic? Man.
0: And we didn't This no is why I think. woke up this Come morning. Come on, Shannon.
3: It's like rain. <laughs> on your wedding day, it's a free ride. Sing along. Hey, already paid. It's a good advice that you just didn't take. And who would have thought? I can't remember what she says there. It figures. Yeah, figures. it figures.
2: That's what it was. Just well. to play it
3: safe. Yeah. I got to pay great. her in a minute
0: was afraid to fly
3: He packed his suitcase and kissed his kids goodbye oh, Wait a, a minute. I don't want to uh, stop Okay stop stop, stop, <laughs> stop It gets it gets you grim get after that Yeah, yeah. Well, the What are we all going to figure it out I can't sing by the way that's just my karaoke voice no, I really that can't was sing great. Well thank you I to have to it. do
2: like a team karaoke night
3: Oh no. my god I'm no. in what I'll mean,
1: plan no. it no. No. I'm in a watch Oh, I, I really have it. the worst. Voice. I, yes,
2: I would love to watch.
1: I'd
5: like to see the train. Yes. Back.
1: All right. Hey. I make Matt Money Smith do karaoke whenever we're in Re- uh, Redwood City to play the Raiders. Oh, he sings? Record uh, those. I I did have them recorded, but I th- have since gotten rid of them. Yeah. I had him on uh, singing Ghostbusters one night. <laughs> Sober? Uh <laughs> 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 Next question.
2: Uh, all right. Here's number one.
3: We're number one. You're a- what? We're number one, Ben. That's all the that cats. I decided to look out for number one. Are you the number one? <laughs> Rule number one. Number one. Uh number one. The Charleston
2: River Dogs, a single A affiliate in the Yankees organization in the South Atlantic League, decided to pull the plug on a promotion that they had scheduled for May twenty sixth. It was OJ trial night. Excuse
1: me. Yeah, they, they put it out like this. This was their explanation of it. The trial of the century gets a juicy new spin. We will finally receive the verdict that everyone has been waiting for. Pulp or no pulp. Fan, <sighs> fans will act as our jury voting with custom paddles to reach verdicts on various topics throughout the night. The eyes of the nation will be upon us. Fans will receive an OJ trial shirt upon entering the stadium. If the shirt don't fit, you must... See if we have a different size. (laughs)
2: Ha-ha! That didn't go over well? No, it did not for some reason. They've done this before. In 2007, the Charleston River Dogs did a vasectomy night for Father's Day. In 2010, there was a go-back-to-Ohio night when they offered someone a one-way ticket back to Ohio. And last year, uh, they were forced to calm the fears of people concerned for animals that they would not launch hundreds of balloons into the air, even though they had promised to at one point. So, Mo, thank you for coming in. Thank you for having me. Tonight on the Conway Show, and then, of course, tomorrow night on the Mo Kelly Show. See. Gary and Shannon will continue in a moment. We're going to be joined by Dr. Barbara Ferrer, director of the L.A. County Public Health
1: Department. Ooh, some good news. More cases of coronavirus in L.A. County. Just a couple. How do I see?
2: Shannon, KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app.
1: No, just pot.
2: When we uh, started the show today, we had heard about some of the latest cases of uh, coronavirus. And uh, just about an hour and a half ago, we got an update from L.A. County Department of uh, Public Health regarding a couple of new cases of coronavirus in L.A. County that have been tested positive. Uh, Dr. Barbara Ferrer is joining us, a Director of L.A. County Public Health. And, Doctor, first of all, thanks again for agreeing to do these uh, these daily updates for us. Tell us about the two new cases.
3: Sure, and again, thanks so much for having me. Um, we do have two new cases that we've announced today. One is a person who is positive who was part of the group of travelers from uh, L.A. County that went to northern Italy. There were eight people who traveled to northern Italy together. They spent time there together, and uh, all eight of them are now positive. So that was the eighth person in that group that's positive. And then we have uh, the second case that we reported on today was a second uh, screener who works at L.A.X., at the quarantine station uh under the auspices of uh the board, customs and border protection uh they are positive as you know we announced uh, previously a screener from LAX was positive this is the second screener uh the screeners work for the federal government and uh, we've asked CDC to conduct the investigation uh, we we don't really have the ability to uh get the records and the files Uh, from the folks who work at the control at the quarantine station. Uh, But we do know that the two uh, screeners did work uh, on uh, for two days together at the quarantine station and uh, in all likelihood, the exposure happened on uh, one of those two days, and it was a similar exposure for both of them.
1: It was kind of surprising to me to hear that because you would think that the people screening uh, all the travelers coming in from China will have all the precautions taken, you know, the the complete bodysuit or whatever's necessary to take all those precautions. Do we know uh, how they are equipping themselves to protect themselves from this? Sure.
3: I mean we do know that they're masked and uh and I believe it's N95 masks again we're not we're not allowed in that area but my, my senses from what I know is that they are uh, using uh, personal protection equipment uh it's highly unusual when people use uh the masks and they use them appropriately uh that there's a transmission but again we've asked CDC to do that investigation so that they can figure out uh what may have happened, and then, you know, make, take whatever steps uh, that need to be taken to try to make sure it doesn't continue uh, to create exposures for people working at the station. It's also it's like it, it is possible that uh, another uh, worker at the station... Uh, infected both of these folks uh, because the workers aren't all local people. We may just not know that. And again, I don't have a list of who was working there. So it's really hard for me to do that investigation, you know, us here in L.A. County. But I know that CDC will do a thorough investigation and they'll figure out what the what the most likely source of exposure was.
2: We know just based on what we've seen for the last several weeks now that the vast majority of people who would come down with coronavirus would be okay; that they would self-heal, just through quarantine and just, you know, normal self-care, chicken soup, that kind of thing. In the event that somebody does have to be hospitalized for this, what what is the difference in treatment between the normal seasonal flu that we see and the coronavirus treatment?
3: Yeah, thanks, Gary. That's a great question because, um, I mean, the really the biggest difference is that for influenza, if you test positive for influenza, we have medication. Uh, that's specific to influenza. Uh, If you test positive for a novel coronavirus, there's no medication right now specific to novel coronavirus. So what we're really doing in the hospital is treating symptoms, trying to keep people comfortable, drive down fever, if they're having uh, respiratory distress, uh, try to alleviate that respiratory distress. But, you know, unlike with influenza where we have medication, Tamiflu, as many people know it, uh, that you may be able to take that can actually help you get better quicker, we just don't have that uh, at this point in time for uh, folks who have COVID-19 disease. So, you know, it will come. We will have a medication uh, at some point in the future. But the big difference right now is in the hospital, what they're trying to do is, is treat your symptoms, alleviate your symptoms uh, in the hopes that they can help you recover more quickly without having uh, medication that is really attacking the virus.
1: And, Doctor, we got a question from one of our listeners. Uh, for people who may be self quarantine. Uh, themselves are staying home. They're feeling a little sick. How long is this said to last?
3: You know, if you're home and you know, thank you so much, Shannon. I I love that question because it means some people are staying home when they feel sick, which I think is great. So uh, there's a you know, if you are home with mild illness, you feel sick, you don't really even feel like you need to call your doctor. You kind of know what you need to do you know, our standard advice for people is you need to stay home until you have no fever for at least 24 hours without taking any fever-reducing medication. Um, so if you're stay- staying home because you don't feel that great, you you had a low fever, your fever's now gone, it's been gone for 24 hours, and you don't, uh, and you weren't taking any medication to drive it down, you know, it's time you can get up, go about your business. Um, if you think... Um, that what you might have is, is novel coronavirus and, you know, you think that because you had an exposure or a travel history, uh, then, you know, if, if you, uh, want to call your doctor and get, uh, your doctor to help you with that assessment, that would be appropriate. In general, your doctor is going to say, um, that, you know, you might be a person, if you had a, if you really did have a close contact, with somebody who we know was positive, you know, they might want you to come in and do some testing. Uh, If you didn't, they might give you the same advice. You know, once your symptoms subside, you know, and you're 24 hours free of a fever, you could go back out. Now, what we tell people is if you know you had an exposure, uh, you were in an area where there was an outbreak, uh, you think you were exposed to other people, you know, by all means, the exposure period for people who are close contacts is fourteen days from last exposure, so if I was a traveler and I returned from Italy uh, and I was in a region in Italy where there was uh, an outbreak, when I come home, I may out of an abundance of caution and and we think it would be completely appropriate, uh, I may decide that i 'm going to stay home uh, because i I really had this exposure. I was in an area where there was lots and lots of people who were infected. Uh, we would say that you stay home 14 days from the last day you were exposed, which is probably the last day you were in that community.
2: Well, doctor, again, thank you for your time. You can follow uh, LA County Public Health at LA Public Health on Twitter. And Dr. Ferrer, I hope you have a boring weekend.
3: <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and we look forward to talking with you next week.
2: All right. Dr. Ferrer there from LA County Public Health. Um, we'll uh, We'll do this. For the foreseeable future. And hopefully Monday we come back and there's not a whole lot to talk about.
1: John and Ken show coming up next. We'll see you Monday. Stay dry, everybody. Blessings.